0: Welcome to a special Halloween edition of Potter Fick Weekly.
1: In this episode, we feature typically puff on-topic discussion of all things Halloween.
0: Also, our listeners weigh in with special Halloween voicemails, one-shots from the winners of our competition at the Halloween Ball, and a very special reading by Melinda Leo. The Halloween Ball,
1: as many of you know, was a great success, and we want to assure all listeners and forum members that Ryan has already hung Dan up by his toenails until he agreed to organize a Yule Ball, so watch for that on the Potterfic Weekly Forum in the months to come.
0: This is the episode Melinda Leo doesn't want you to hear. For October 31st, 2007. Welcome to the place... ...where the terror never ends. <laughs>
2: It's time you're freaked at me for calling you out on the Quidditch bench. Just remember that time that you stole my chocolate cauldron.
3: Yes. Meet Meg, your number one <laughs> fan.
2: Hi! <laughs> how are you? Good. How I are you? I love to hear
1: you defending Ron. <laughs> Yay! I
2: know.
4: But you guys <laughs> have talked on the list, right? Right. It's funny. I talk said
1: Ron, talk. I was like, "This is the first time I'll ever actually get to talk to her." So it's kind of funny. But I talked, like, I talked her online all the time. So I'm kind of being a fan girl tonight. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
5: Squeeze. <laughs> 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 Squeeze! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What's the James. matter? Jen had a. Where's
3: minor the phone? What? Um, oh.
6: I don't know. You. Oh, it's right here. Here you go.
3: Okay. is <laughs> the new cheese.
1: <laughs> <I know, laughs> sorry, he's start talking around to people. I'm sorry. Yeah, in the middle of the
3: podcast, cheese like, yeah, well, yeah, what cheese? We're we're not asking yes or no questions. Can I have a number seven? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have the veg <laughs> as she's eating. <laughs>
2: hey,
3: said- she's like I trying to eat- cram food in her mouth.
0: I can, eat, back. During I can. can eat during sound check. I can't.
3: You can eat during sound check. Real podcast. She did. Um, she did. The mailbag for the for episode thirty, which is coming out um, late night or early tomorrow, and like I'm listening to her mailbag and it's fabulous stuff. The only problem is there's a TV blaring in the background. <laughs>
2: so I'm
3: trying to find a way to like edit out the TV noise, and she I accidentally hit the wrong button, and while I fixed it, it came up with a wonderful idea for for me to you know pay you back for all you've done for me. Oh boy!
2: Oh no! I'm
0: nervous.
3: <laughs> all that extra editing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I found a way to get back at you.
0: Hey, but you love me anyway,
3: yeah, well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You're chewing with your mouth open. What
6: we're saying. <laughs> I'm getting a kitten. A kitten? I'm getting a kitten. My next door neighbor, um, the cat had kittens. So the kids have somehow, I, I originally wasn't getting a kitten, but now I am. the kids have finally talked me into it. So we have a dog that's named Ginny. So they decided that this kitten needs to be named something out of Harry Potter also.
2: Oh my nice. <laughs> What,
6: what are the nominations? A, it's a yellow tiger kind of cat. Name so it it's, Ron! You no, know, it's been butterbeer. <laughs> oh my
5: god. Please <laughs> don't name it Ron. Ron.
2: Butterbeer. Just don't just Name it
1: Ron.
5: If you name it Ron, it's not good for a cat into the yard. I'm, okay, I won't really do that. I'm just saying. Please do not name it Ron. You no,
1: know, the kids have picked
6: butterbeer.
5: Butterbeer? Oh, butterbeer. That's beer. Cute yep. Too. That's,
1: that's what they to Name
6: the cat is butterbeer. I think it's actually very cute.
5: Fantastic!
2: That's
5: yeah, not Ron, that right, Richard?
2: N- yes, anything but Ron. <laughs> Name a horse,
5: Richard. Huh? <laughs>
1: that is mean. I love. I well defend Ron. I love Ron. Really? I should get a kitten. <laughs> yeah, just in case you guys didn't know. Do you
0: really, Meg? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: I would really, not have guessed.
2: Learned,
0: we learn more it's and like more about thing. you every day, Meg. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. That's all you need
1: to know. That's the most important thing. Um. Actually, I defend Ron on a daily basis. In real life, too. It's kind of <laughs> frustrating. Oh, wow.
6: Well. Uh, well, Ron can get on my nerves, but overall, I really like him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Boo-hitch. I told <laughs> boo- I told my husband, I was like, I think I defend Ron because he reminds me of you. Gets on my nerves, but overall, I like him. <laughs> he was like oh that's nice
2: (laughs) thanks dear i
1: tried to talk him into coming in and saying hi tonight he was like maybe we'll see
0: so the other day i'm talking with meg on skype right it's like a chat conversation like with typing and not voices yeah i'm making sense tonight and uh
1: typing not voices
0: and uh (laughs) All of a sudden, there's this sentence, like from out of blue. It's "I like tea," but it's T E E, not T E A. And uh, um, Meg comes on, and she's like, "Sorry, my husband thinks he's funny." And I was like, "Tell him I like chai tea too." So it's a good thing my name is Chi, so I don't get confused. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he can spell, by the way.
0: <laughs> I just think husband, i funny.
6: I have the instant messenger on Yahoo. That's that's always been on it, and I, I used to talk once in a while with this other author. And my husband happened to be sitting there one day when he beat in, so mm-hmm. thinking he'd be funny, he answered back, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no. Yeah, that's <laughs> always funny. Swish
6: and Flick, who was on the other end, yeah. And he's, I could just hear that he just said, okay.
2: My two favorite authors <laughs> getting
3: together, that's nice. Oh, <laughs> and oh, and my two first authors. Like, get so. off that
6: computer. It was, it's funny now. At the time, I was horrified. Well, that
3: was the thing last night when Richard <laughs> on the forum is like, Meg is the nicest person in the world. I love her." It's like when people, like, when you forget to lock your computer on lunch and people start emailing people from your account.
1: Like <laughs> I was very offended by that, Ryan. Like, I
0: would hack into someone's account.
5: <laughs> no comment, Meg. I <laughs> <laughs> can't say anything else, or I'll have to.
0: Okay, so I called it an emergency wise and gamut vote, and you remember how I laughed at the Hufflepuff's?
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh god, you're deadlocked?
3: I'm deadlocked. <laughs> well, it was no it was deadlocked between Melinda Tina, and um Jules and then all of a sudden Melinda voted for, for herself by accident and she won it. So that's how it was. That was yep.
4: funny. Wait,
2: there's I mean, there's a, there's a <laughs> vote theory. going
4: on there now? No, for Ravenclaw, for Ravenclaw. For, Ma-
3: oh, okay. for oh, okay. Maxi and right. and you're 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 tied.
2: Yeah.
3: Is there anyone who didn't vote? <laughs> i vote.
2: I don't know. I have six votes.
3: Hold on. Did I put anyone into Ravenclaw today? <laughs> yeah, you've got a whole bunch of new Ravenclaws, yeah. don't
0: you? Yeah. I don't, we'll see how many of them are active, but I think all six of my active ones have voted. Oh,
3: good God. <laughs> oh. Well, I expanded it to three seats per house today.
0: Oh, did you end up doing that?
3: I did, because you know what it is? It's like the forum doubled in size, and it's like, if you only have two people per house and they both
5: like AU, you're screwed. <laughs> so it's like one yeah. of those things where... Hey,
6: what? <laughs> well, they both no? don't. Yeah, same thing.
5: Yeah. You've been throwing pot shots at me all day. I have.
6: That <laughs>
4: wasn't directed at you.
6: Okay. The past,
5: no, I'm not really. I'm not really angry. I'm just kidding. But
2: Tina, I is had, it possible
3: uh... I made you inhale coke today? By the way, or decaf or something? <laughs>
2: oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was decaf. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Thank you.
3: Hey, anytime I can help you, buddy. What was that yeah. the Melinda thing?
4: Yes, the Melinda thing.
3: Hang on, let me see. <laughs> well, I- when
4: Ryan made that post about, I, I forget exactly how you worded it. How, do you, how did you say that?
3: It's the only way a Hufflepuff wins an election if they screw up the
7: voting. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, and I read that and I was just taking a sip of my coffee. And I I laughed and snorted and inhaled my (laughs) coffee.
3: No, I did that in the last episode. Chi, do you remember what it was in the last episode? I actually spit on my microphone. I had water, and I completely, like, spit the water across the room. I was choking for a good, like, two minutes.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know what it was, though. I remember. (sighs) Sorry. Well, it no was it was stupid,
6: something I it said. It was a, I was really, a really stupid discussion. mistake, but you know now I'm kind of glad I did it. I like being on the Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm running for another term,
4: <laughs> and I'll vote for myself again
6: <laughs> <I think> <laughs>
3: much. Now this time I might actually look to win it.
6: No, it just worked out pretty good for me, thanks. Okay,
3: no problem. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Wow. <laughs> well said, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Right.
1: I'm glad we went this on the Y's and Gamut too. Or is this, it Wiz and Gamut?
3: They keep screwing it up. It's like a uh, Veritaserum. It's like Veritaserum or Veritaserum. Is it?
1: I always said Veritaserum. I, think it's, and, I, I think it's Wise and I think it's Wise Gamut. Who
3: is it? This is Wise but and I heard, They
1: said Wiz and Gamut or Whizzing something on uh, Order of the Phoenix, well, didn't seen, they?
3: I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, but they. are <laughs> What? Yeah, but they're British, so whatever.
3: (laughs) They're British; they don't know what they're saying.
0: It's only Harry Potter. The Brits don't know what they're talking about. Oh, exactly.
3: No, I never like. I wasn't paying attention to the the movies when they first came out. They were going to cast Rosie O'Donnell as Molly Weasley.
1: No, she was begging for that, but they weren't actually going to do that. She's not British.
3: No, they were going to. Well, no, they wanted um, Jay um, what's the kid? They wanted Sixth Sense kid to be Harry Potter.
4: Haley
1: Joe Austin. Yeah, Yeah, but they but. No,
4: the, the way I the, understood that was David Heyman had ideas for people, but then once they really got into production and casting, they decided actually, to keep it all British,
3: or was it
1: um Rosie O'Donnell Spielberg? begged to be Molly Weasley, but they said no because yeah, well, God
4: in- thank
8: God yes, you no know, she's
1: not she's not Molly, yeah, she they went with the right me. character. she's yeah. not
4: well in the head either.
1: I can't wait to see that in the movie
4: <sighs> God, if they so cut good. that. Not my daughter, you bitch! I'm well,
0: going to
1: be so yeah. mad. That was they, so hard for me.
3: That. No, that well, was the so movies hard will be
1: rated R by the time we get to the seventh
3: one. That so was so hard for me. <laughs> I was reading it next to Danielle, and I turned the page and read it, and I didn't want to laugh because then she would, I hate it when someone, like, does that yeah. and then I, then she'll know something's coming. So I literally, like, bit my lip so hard I bled <laughs> until she <laughs> turned the page.
2: <laughs> oh, was not good. Oh, uh, so good. The things uh, we do.
3: All right, I think we're just about Let me just make sure Skype is doing this. So they
0: finished my potato chips.
3: Oh good god. <laughs> Melinda,
1: did you ever get clarification on the goat and Molly that I was talking about cuz you PM'd me about it and I tried to clarify but
3: Oh, she was talking to the 8-year-old though, right?
1: Right. Cuz I said something on the list about Molly oh, and the right. goat. Oh
6: right, yes, actually I did. I found the I found the article yeah. actually that it was that I was looking for. Yeah. Well,
2: oh, she was, she was or defending just...
6: housewives, and um then, I loved that. It was so
2: cute.
6: Um, the way she phrased the, the the what was the charms with the goat to the little kid was actually very clever. How old are you? That's age? my answer to oh, you.
4: <laughs> it, it was priceless. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we get to talk to Tina. We can ask Tina. She's sitting over here. <laughs> I'm like over <laughs> I'm here biting my ready. tongue until like, it bleeds.
3: Tina, how like? Oh yeah, okay. Tina. You, you got? Hello. <laughs> talk about how long were you actually in New York for? You were back like the
4: 24 next... twenty-four hours. <laughs> Not even
3: <laughs> like with six hours of that driving.
4: <laughs> uh, eight of it, nine of it was driving. Okay, wow. <laughs> we left here at um, seven o'clock Friday morning, and we mm-hmm. got home at two thirty Saturday afternoon. Because oh, you should
6: have stayed another night.
4: Yeah, just to have a. You know what? Though no, this away. was a completely like unbudgeted, <laughs> unplanned trip, and mm-hmm. we managed to find the cheapest hotel room in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And it was three hundred and eighty dollars a night. Yikes! So, one night was about uh, between the hotel, meals, buying stuff for the kids. The ho- it it was, and you know we'd done all the touristy things before. Yeah. You know, so for it being an unplanned trip, we just went to do what we needed to do and came home. <laughs> what we needed
1: it to do, <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to go see Joe. Yeah,
4: that's it.
1: <laughs>
2: So did I.
3: Yeah, <laughs> when you got your book signed, did you get to talk to her at oh, all? let's why don't we start the podcast in Alaska yeah, right yeah, yeah, away? Yeah, on, do that. Okay.
2: Either, yeah. Make
0: sure you're actually recording. Let's do that. I said
3: I was very sorry about that. <laughs> we record like an hour into the podcast. Um guys, you wanted me to record your voices too, right? <laughs> so you didn't record the warm up this time. Uh did I record the warm up? I think I did record the warm-up this time.
0: Oh, okay. Great. So everybody can hear me chewing and chomping away. Oh, gee, that's (laughs)
3: called the podcast. Kidding. (sighs) Does anyone here watch West Wing? Like the one where the president got shot? Mm -mm. Okay, in the West Wing, the president got shot and no one knew if the vice president could order the military around because the president never gave him power and all this stuff. So it's basically like this who's in charge thing because the president's under anesthesia. I'm listening to last week's podcast and Jen tells a very amusing story about the time she got bit by a spider on her butt and couldn't sit down for like three days. And I'm thinking to myself, can I use this on the podcast? Because she didn't know we were recording then. And I'm, and I'm like, Jem is actually unconscious at the time under anesthesia, so I couldn't call her and ask her. So I had to make a command decision. It was kind of like the best way. <laughs>
4: It's just like the West Wing. It's just like the West Wing, <laughs>
3: except instead of invading Iraq, it was about, you know, Jen's ass.
4: Beasting on a butt. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you'll hear
3: that story in next week's podcast. I decided Jen would love it if I shared it with the world.
4: Oh, I that's what
3: that was. <laughs> I just have to get the episode out before, you know, unfortunately, Jen wakes up. All right.
4: You know, your <laughs> Skype has said that you're away and editing for like the last six days. <laughs> oh,
3: is it really? I don't know how to yeah. change that. <laughs> that must get pretty annoying. Hang on. Let's...
0: Wait, I'm not I'm picking gonna... up my I sister either. Know. That's kind of frightening. Podcasting.
1: Do you know oh, mine er- says
3: I'm watching Heroes still. <laughs> Did you know that like everyone's for the last week and a half has said Dumbledore is gay?
0: <laughs> really? Yeah.
3: <laughs> what is this? This is special edition number six? Number five? Number six?
0: Number six, right? Yeah, because Number five, five was believe- Death Hallows. No,
3: Order of the Phoenix. Order the Phoenix, No, right? five the Phoenix.
0: was
1: the movie, wasn't it? Was was uh, okay, when we- you watched Oh, and are we going to have a chat just in case? A chat. A, you know,
0: a, a text chat. A type
3: chat. Oh, should we have yeah. a text chat? Yeah. Right. like
0: words. <laughs> <To quote me, laughs> it's like words.
9: Like- <laughs> 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 yeah. Just in case.
3: What yeah. happens usually is I allow the chat, and then they just basically talk about me when I'm not reading. So, <laughs> but that's, that's so much fun. <laughs> oh, last week, Tina going off on <laughs> yeah. Dan Radcliffe's body. That was nice. Yeah, we're preserving that one for
4: the uh, I don't think I started that.
3: <laughs> I just like, I remember <laughs> I looking like down, and I'm like, word? Melinda would be very disappointed in you two. Is this what
1: I don't think I think we all know Melinda wouldn't be disappointed anymore Melinda was
3: the recipient of rituals of rituals <laughs> R- of rituals yeah Riddles. exactly of, of, we all know now yeah, yeah who has Richard's
4: what? pants that's what I'm going <laughs> <know>. oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> <Where are there? laughs>
3: my favorite my favorite post in the forum it was Melinda like coming in with her head hanging low like picking up the margarita glasses and putting them in the dishwasher that was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so alright this is special edition number six alright you guys ready
2: Mhm. Ready. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: And welcome back to Potterfick Weekly Special Edition Number 6. This is Ryan.
0: I'm Chief. I'm Melinda. i Oh wait, hold on guys. Wait, okay. <laughs> okay, we didn't have an order. Keep going, keep
3: going, keep going, keep going, keep going.
0: Okay, we're doing it in order of seniority. So it's Ryan, me, Meg, and then you guys figure out whichever order <laughs> what is it
3: is. That? What? Okay, what is this? Like, it's like, we're doing it in order of seniority. So it's Ryan, me, then Meg, and then everybody else who really doesn't count. What the hell is
9: that? I know! we <laughs> <I'm kidding laughs> gonna, you know, we've gotta have, have a cage, cage match you're to figure out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, pull on the spandex and get down to it. Katina oh, and Melinda, god. first match, go.
3: As long as it's not Melinda and Richard, we have had enough of that.
0: Oh my god. Oh. I don't it's Richard's this, order to this share spandex the- and leather this week.
2: Wouldn't well, that be a weird shit, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Perfect Weekly, this is Ryan.
2: I'm G. I'm Meg. <laughs> and then the <laughs> Hubble pumps like stare at each other
5: timidly. And I'm dead silent. Okay.
2: okay. Richard and Tina,
6: ready all together.
3: Okay. we we'll start over again. <laughs> Let's start over again. I, I, I swear to God we're leaving this alone. We'll all just
6: in. say we're the peons.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. It's like Ginger it's like Marianne and the professor. It's like and the rest. There's like two people left. You couldn't name them. Come on.
0: <laughs> I'm having a foot cramp. We no.
3: are <laughs> <laughs> the what biggest damn wits here? in the world
0: oh, it hurts, it hurts. <laughs> hey brian did you see my newest suggestion for the potterfick weekly tagline no it wasn't <laughs> potterfick <laughs> weekly <laughs> If we weren't all friends, we'd shoot ourselves. (laughs)
3: That is absolutely correct. (laughs) Last week, Jen and I sent a text message in the middle of the podcast. We're like, I think we're going to have to kill her.
2: (laughs) Shut up.
3: (laughs) The week before, we sent the the message about Jen. (laughs)
0: Hey, now. I am sick. I have depression. <laughs> I have an excuse. I Jen has
3: a know. hole in her colon.
0: <laughs> sure, if you want to compare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my oh, oh. god! All right, I like this podcast around.
1: I swear.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't take my medicine that day. I, know, I will never not take my medicine ever again. That <laughs> was <laughs> a bad day. It's like okay. Here's the story. And like, I don't want people to be like, oh, but whatever. I was talking to Meg before and I was like, I had cried for an hour before the podcast. And I thought to myself, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't do the podcast. Then she said, nah. I'm not saying. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It'll probably make me feel better. So... <laughs> Try naked Thankfully. Quidditch. That would probably be better. Because well, I'm play. serious. My God. <laughs> I read the thing like with Ron or something. Draco yeah. I wouldn't would found. Um, I wouldn't found some sexy hairy <laughs> stories. Oh, but um, yeah, anyway, sexy hairy stories chapters. Yeah, I know. Meg doesn't like them. I. I was... <laughs> I trying do. for an hour up to that because I was reading the stories and like I was having this day where like some days it's really not wait, that wait, wait, hard. Wait, wait, Meg doesn't like sexy Harry. I just How I, I love Harry. I Harry. just don't
1: like sexy Harry. I think it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's like it's like dating <laughs> it's your brother. Jake, like, That's fine. I I don't know. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> <so similar>. Sexy <laughs> Harry is like the weirdest okay, thing. Was- thing it's like, he's 11, and he's not. <laughs> it's just weird. I can't I'll understand. take sexy right. Harry. You don't sexy think Ron, you don't think of Ron is 11? No. I think of Ron as legal. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: in some third world countries. <laughs> <laughs>
2: or Kansas. Oh, or there's all three boy
5: raspberries in this. I feel it.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
5: So about Halloween, um, do we yeah. have- Oh, exactly. <laughs> Well said.
1: <laughs> oh, crap.
3: Oh, I'm going to cry.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Tina, when you met Joe Rowling... All
6: right, let's start the episode. All right, we need... Start, start, all right, need let's to start the
3: episode. Tell me? All, right, all, right, all right, we're starting I the episode. I
4: tell my toilet story, too. I want to tell my toilet story because,
6: oh,
3: yeah. Oh, okay, so you,
4: wait you, a minute. Megan and Richard... I mean, um, Melinda and Richard. Yes? How are we doing this intro thing? Oh, good
3: God. The peons have to organize themselves.
5: Carry on. <laughs> oh,
2: God, we're still <laughs> on <the introduction.
5: laughs> We never did. <laughs>
2: we never did it. What
5: are we doing? I sort of got distracted.
2: Oh, introduction! Introduction.
5: I thought we did that.
3: No, no. In fact, <laughs> I we did it we
5: <laughs> again.
4: Unless you want to keep it the way it was.
5: What?
3: Beons, organize just yourselves. Just it in <laughs> <up. organized.
4: laughs>
5: i want to go last because that makes me feel important.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can have the grand finish. How's that? Yes. And okay. you go after Meg, Tina.
3: And welcome back to Poderfic Weekly, special edition number six. This is Ryan.
0: I'm Chi. This is Meg. I'm Tina. This is Melinda.
3: And I'm Richard. It took us seven takes to do that. I just want you all to know.
5: Only <laughs> seven. Come on. Don't Over 43
3: minutes, we got distracted Magic by shiny seven, so
2: good. light.
5: <laughs>
3: Toasters. I have no idea what we did. All right, we are here to talk about Halloween tonight. We're taking a week off from a year like none other. We are just going to kick back and talk about, well, basically anything but Halloween. Because, knowing us, if we try and talk about something, we talk about, you know, like, you know, your favorite episode of Who's the Boss is basically what we do. Apparently, that. Died, nobody liked who's the boss. That was that was very unfortunate. Now I keep talking
5: about it, which makes me even look
2: awful. So I'm, so I'm awkward.
5: I remember Alyssa Milano. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do.
0: No, that does not surprise me in the least.
2: I'm, I'm not, not. at all. I'm sorry, now I'm, I'm getting a right.
3: visual of what happened in the restricted section with Melinda and Richard. And now I'm <laughs> laughing on the inside. Oh, I'm losing focus. Wait a minute.
2: Actually,
1: all the ladies here were participants in that. So. and <laughs> Richard.
3: If you were under the
5: age. Of eighteen, just please fast forward. Okay, let me just comment on um, who's the boss, real quick. When that okay. first came up, when I was watching that, I was like six years old, okay. and Alyssa Milano was El Fuego of all that is El Fuego. <laughs> so it's nothing <laughs> oh weird God. going on there. Just well, wanted I'm, to wow. say, that.
3: well, I'm glad you weren't, you know, attracted to Mona. So you know, I'm moving
5: we'll right. Actually, now. I should tell you a little bit about Mona. Um, oh God. <laughs> no, oh God. never mind. Go ahead. Oh God, I've I almost, like we almost lost I control like... of our little podcast there. That was sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who has control? Honestly, it's like the PFW train. We really has- are. No one's driving this
3: train. Now, right now, I'm sure you want to hear about Halloween. I'm sure you want to hear about Tina's recent trip to, you know, to meet J.K. Rowling in, in, in New York and the shocking revelations that came out, you know, from that from that speech. Before we get there, though, we just need to stop for a moment and talk about Lady Chi's toilet. Lady Chi?
0: That was the best intro ever. <laughs> yeah, going to lie. Okay, I feel so much like Jen. I'm redeemed I- for
10: who's okay. the boss.
0: I have to say though, like the whole time this was happening, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm turning into Jen." Okay. So, on Saturday night, we oh, had a little only- bit of a I guess you would call it a gathering, and there might have been some adult beverages involved. Anyway, oh. <laughs> long story short, One person who might have been slightly inebriated came out and said, Hey, G, your Mm -hmm. toilet is flooded, and it's overflowing.
10: Your toilet is flooded?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, great. Obviously, you know, I didn't trust him because obviously he said flooded, not overflowing, but whatever. And um, I can't drink on my antidepressants, so I had limited myself to like four or five jealous shots, so I was ready to go. And I went in the bathroom, and... (laughs) It was like, it was like everywhere. The water was everywhere. It was so, anyway, it took all of my towels to clean up the water or most of my towels. I called the uh, <laughs> guys the next morning and I said, hey, you know, I live in the apartment complex. I said, hey, my toilet is overflowing. And they said, oh, okay, well, we'll have somebody over there. And then the maintenance guy came over and he, you know, fixed it, quote unquote, and they left. And then I was like, yay, a toilet. I don't have to drive 20 minutes to Walmart to use the toilet. Yay. I was really excited. And um, so I went to go use it, and I flushed it, and it overflowed <laughs> again. <laughs> and I was like, great. And it was just like midnight that night. So I called them at midnight because I have 24-hour maintenance. And I was like, you know, hey, um, my toilet is overflowing again. <laughs> So he came out again, and he fixed it again, quote-unquote. Long story short, he was out here three times. And the third time he was out here, he had to pull the toilet from the wall. And
3: um, <laughs> This is so- something that would happen to Jen. I see where you're going with
0: yep. it. <laughs> so he pulled the toilet of the wall, and he starts laughing like really really hard and I went over and I'm like what is going on like I didn't think that like fixing a toilet would be so funny I would assume that it would be kind of annoying and he goes the reason your toilet is is clogged is because somebody flushed a bottle of hand lotion
5: <laughs> down your <laughs> toilet oh my god ow <laughs> oh
2: just, no what?
5: that
3: doesn't sound awkward at
5: oh. all I
2: was like what Oh, I have to God. cut in
3: here. I, you know, the the Polyfick Weekly hosting team is a very close knit family. Not like the rest of you peons, apparently. But we're a very close knit family, <laughs> and we take care of each other. And she was very concerned about, you know, the high plumbing bills she was getting now because of, you know, all the damage to her bathroom. So I offered to take care of it. Chi, I have already remailed you a fresh bottle of hand lotion.
2: Thank you. No problem, buddy. <laughs>
0: so anyway. He gave me a new toilet because he couldn't get the <laughs> bottle of out of the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> and I get this her. Okay, and so while he was here,
3: now, ladies,
0: this is where I start to get annoyed, and it's not so
3: funny. But- I'm sorry, I'm picturing, like, she- this is, like, some people get a new car, and they're all excited, she's calling everyone, I have a new toilet, you want to come over and try it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so, anyway. Um, he pulled the toilet out of the wall, and, like, he dragged all of my towels that had been soaking up the water out onto my carpet in my hallway, and um, didn't clean it up, and, like, put the um, lid of my toilet, um, the lid to the tank of my toilet, in my bathtub, and didn't bother to put that back on. And, um... <laughs> What else did he do that was really annoying? Oh, he chipped my bathtub. So give me a letter today that says they're charging me $225. A hundred of that is for the toilet, which is completely understandable. The 125 is for getting the maintenance guy out here on the weekend, even though I'm supposed to have free 24 hour maintenance. Okay, whatever. And that, um, you know, that, you know, it's not normal wear and tear. Basically, the letter was extremely rude. So my sister, who like if you think I'm kind of crazy and bitchy and off the wall my well, sister dang. is like like me times a thousand okay. and <laughs> She was like running around today all mad. And so we are going over to the ops tomorrow to rip these people a new one because they ruined our bathroom. They didn't clean our apartment up. They didn't like, he didn't like reinstall the toilet correctly so that it doesn't, it like, it looks unprofessional because it's not sitting on the toilet, on the tile the right way. And what
3: does an unprofessional <laughs> toilet look like was the question I was about to ask. You.
0: <laughs> Wear a suit and tie. Wear a suit and tie. Oh my goodness! So I'm like extremely frustrated right now, and I have never been this upset about a toilet in my entire life.
3: (laughs) I have to deal with Jen not being here this evening. I feel as though you're filling a vital role in this podcast. (laughs) The toilet (laughs) role.
0: As as this is all happening, like the third time I'm calling the maintenance guy, I'm like, okay. As soon as I get off the phone with the maintenance guy, I'm calling Ryan because this is so. And she did.
3: What? And I have to tell and I have to tell you too, like this is right after, you know, last week's episode where Chi was a little grumpy and I I was a little, we were She had sk- bad cheese. She had bad cheese and I was a little yeah. I, we were a little nervous around chi and then my phone rings and it's chi and I'm like, Oh god, do I answer it? What do I do? And I'm staring at the phone and I'm like, Well let's look at the voicemail. She's in the like like and I got nervous so I opened the phone and it's chi like I have a new toilet I'm like, No I'm expecting <laughs> it just throwing it
2: out there for <laughs> her <laughs> <laughs>
3: I thought that was,
0: I, I thought the bottle of hand lotion in the bottle of my to- of bottom of my toilet was absolutely hilarious. I appreciate that as much as the next person. <laughs> but, how can you um, not? Like, how, like, my dad, go, my mom is like, how is that funny? And I'm like, how is that not funny? <laughs> 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 it's the bottle of hand lotion stuck in the bottle
3: of my toilet. <laughs> does, does anyone have any questions about Cheese Toilet? No,
1: I have a question, but I don't think I should ask. Oh, Meg, please go for
3: it, please, please.
1: I just want to know. Aren't you curious how this bottle of hand lotion was flushed down the toilet? Like, where
2: did it come
6: from to get rid of it?
3: Have you examined the actual lotion? (laughs) No. I think you should send it to the lab.
2: Because oh, no. I'm not going to lie to you.
3: That's not lotion in there. <laughs>
2: no.
4: Oh, no. no. Oh, oh, you had to go there. Oh, Couldn't we have just sh- had the duendo? Come on. Okay, <laughs> Tina. Not fair. Not fair. So not fair. I was drinking again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tina today, unfortunately, read I one of my funnies no on more. the forum, okay, and the she had decaf coffee running down her nose. And to Tina, I apologize.
0: Thank you. Oh, I'm, gl- I'm so glad that Tina and Melinda
4: joined us for the party Oh, shut
3: up. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up!
4: Hey, no <laughs> making fun of the New Englanders.
3: This is true, Tina. Tina, you <laughs> met Tina Joe and Rowling. New don't
6: even notice when he says it. <laughs>
3: no, we do. We're like, what? What, what, what? what did you say? Because we can't really understand. You know, she's you know weird accent. Now, Tina, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Dumbledore is gay. Really? What? Yes. What? Tina. Where'd you hear that? Well, well, <laughs> Tina told me. Tina told me. I, I heard, heard yeah. it from Joe Rowling. Oh, She's so just crazy. Hold on. There's one very easy way to begin this interview of Tina. Melinda, attack.
6: Okay. When she signed your book, did you get to talk to her? Did she say anything?
4: You know, it was wonderful and everything. And since you asked, I'll tell you real quick. But you literally got three seconds in front of her. Oh. I mean, okay. Just put it in perspective this way. Okay. She started signing books at about eight fifteen. I got my book signed at 1025 and there was still a third of the hall left. So it really was an assembly line, but you yeah. know what? Saying all that, she was beautiful and gracious and warm and kind. And she acknowledged every single person who walked in front of her. Because that's hard that's if cool. you
3: have to get that many people through in a limited amount of time. I mean, you can't.
4: Yeah. You can't I mean, I mean she was very, very gracious if people um, had, a, you know, Wanted to say something to her specific, and leaned in for a hug or for you know to touch her hand or whatever. She she did. She gave many people hugs and whatnot, but you know they kind of discouraged that, and yeah. I I tried to respect that.
3: Did you hug Joe Rowling? Or?
4: I wanted to. No, so she behaved bad. like a puff
3: puff Yes.
4: I did. I, I respected okay. the rules and I yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you know the first thing that. they said was, you know, no cell phones, no recording devices, no cameras, no div- no electronic devices at all. Just don't even take them out. We don't want them. blah blah blah. You know, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, "Oh my god, they're recording. I so <laughs> want to call them and tell them what's going on." And <laughs> hand um, her the phone. And
2: like, Hello? Well,
4: Who's I this? was too chicken because I was in the grand circle. Area which is in between like the floor level and the balcony, so I was kind of like in the mid level, but I was in the very last row on an aisle seat, and I had two ushers standing right behind me the whole goddamn time, so Mm -hmm. I was too chicken.
3: I offered you a thousand points to Hufflepuff if you got a rest. I know, I I I know,
4: I think, (laughs) I think, ink is very disappointed in me. Oh. Oh boy. If, but you oh, know well, that, of is- that you got to stay <laughs> I, know, I know that would have been
3: great if you like put her on the podcast and that was in the middle of cheese grumpy mood and like she hung up on
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh-uh.
4: well, yeah, I, I get an is- important phone call for you <laughs> what the hell do you
2: want
4: <laughs> <laughs> why, is why is my bad mood such a
0: big deal <laughs> we all have bad moods just i is. just have have like a bad mood and be psychotic it's just you know
3: <laughs> <laughs> usually in bad moods you don't let people's houses on fire i don't know <laughs> 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 just a, just a small difference uh tina you just know, no, the, the whole
4: thing was just um it was really surreal that i know that word doesn't even begin to describe it but you know being Being in the fandom like we are, Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, into this and we're talking to people every day who are in the fandom and we're talking um, about the books and about Joe like she's our next door neighbor. You know, we we call her Joe, you know, and after so many years of that and, you know, you feel like you're so familiar. I have to tell you that being in there and then when she walked out on the stage and the whole hall just jumped to their feet and were clamoring and clapping and wooting. And I cried oh, <laughs> because cried. I did. Because it was like, she's so familiar to us. It seems like she should be our next door neighbor because, you, you know, feel this like is what we it. do. Exactly. exactly. But then to be there and see her walk out on that stage and be there I can't even tell you. I, I cried, of course. You know, my husband's sitting there looking at me, going, "Oh God," you know. <laughs> Did you,
2: has
3: your husband read the book? Has your husband was, read the book? No. Oh, that- and he got
4: to go. <laughs> no, it's. Not-
3: <gasps> I know it's.
4: I yeah, just strike that from the record because I don't want <laughs> that with me. Um, it was just overwhelming, completely yeah. overwhelming. And then whenever she just sat down to start to read and when she said what um, passage she was going to be reading and she was like, you know, I've never read this publicly but, you know, I'm sure if it's rubbish, you'll all let me know. And we're like, no, 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 no. And then I, she told us what passage she was reading and the first thing I thought of was Meg!
3: What part was it?
4: She read the part after Ron comes back and they destroy the Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tina, I'm so jealous right now.
1: <laughs>
2: and I, Meg,
4: I thought of you. I'm I'm not kidding. I I looked at the woman sitting next to me because she was from Wisconsin. And (laughs) I just looked at her and I said, oh, my God, my friend Meg would would die. (laughs) Tina, that is so sweet. That's really
1: nice
9: that you thought of me.
4: (laughs) And she the reading was fantastic. She, for never having read that publicly, she... I mean, she has voices for everyone. And, you know, when he they come back to the tent and Hermione goes off on him. And, you know, God damn you, Ronald Weasley. And her voice went up and her hands are going. And oh. she was Hermione. It it was.
6: Ah. Oh, that is so
1: cool.
4: Isn't that I'm so jealous right now, but in a good way. <laughs> oh,
1: that is yeah. so awesome. What was her Ron voice like? <laughs>
2: That did, two just mm-hmm. it that was so awesome. <laughs> <that's
1: what> <laughs> <like. laughs> okay? Oh,
4: wow. so, yeah, that was. I
1: think that's probably great. like one, like my favorite part of all the books. Well,
4: <laughs> so I was-
1: oh, I love that session I love the
4: yeah. the, the character development between Ron and
6: Harry is awesome. I'm
4: finally. rereading Deathly Hallows now, so you know. i I have a four hour car ride so I'm reading the book in the car on the way down and I had read that chapter in the car that day so Ugh. you know as soon as I turned to the girl Michelle sitting next to me and said oh my god Meg would love this I, I turned and then I looked at Mark For and me, I said oh Michelle so you made friends with her because you couldn't talk to your husband about yes yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're getting,
3: getting together once a year
1: <laughs> premiere. I made friends Is with Michelle joining Potter the- fans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I did that I did at the uh, Deathly Hallows premiere i'm walking around with my uh, friend risa who works at the borders and uh, i'm helping you know sh- she's like working and i'm like walking around going this is so cool and uh, my friend cat is with me and we're like walking around like people are stopping to talk to us because we're in costume you know and they're finding out like you know what website's your favorite and this is my favorite website and it was really cool i love potter fans i love everybody yeah. I should just take my meds more often. Okay, go. People. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Yay. I have a question. Do you think there's someone out there who's gotten Jen is the person next to them in line? Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: Oh. I pay money. That would be so much fun. Hi, I'm Jen. You want to
3: hear about my day?
0: <laughs> I'm Jen. Oh, I'm Jen.
3: <laughs> oh, Jen, as you're listening that to this, so we really do love you. That is the
0: cutest outfit you have on. <laughs> Don't I love you me. love Draco
4: in leather? <laughs> <in
3: Laker.
2: laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God, yeah. I'm just picturing so, Jen meeting. Do Tom any Felton. of you
4: have any questions about like certain questions that were asked, or because you all have read the the posts on Leaky? I'm
3: sure. I want to know what wasn't the in, What wasn't in the posts on Leaky? Like what, yeah. what? hasn't been reported. What was like the stuff that?
4: It was pretty dead on.
3: Really? Yeah. Hey, I yeah. have a
4: question. What's the thing on Leaky? <laughs> I've been, I wasn't feeling very this They had good this pretty much. much, it wasn't a verbatim transcript, but they had a pretty thorough transcript of all the questions that were asked in her okay, answers. That- yeah, Where and let's I- just
3: run over it just in case you're listening to this and you're uh, obsessed with, you know, you're like none other, but you, for whatever reason, don't you know, go on any of the websites. What she said was obviously Dumbledore is gay. She said that um, Neville marries Hannah Abbott who is the new head of the Leaky Cauldron? So he lives over the <laughs> Leaky Cauldron. She says what Petunia would have said to Harry at the beginning of Deathly Hallows if she hadn't lost her nerve.
6: Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What
3: else do we have? We have
6: um, Harry and Ginny are passionate soulmates.
3: Yeah, Melinda passed yes. out, woke up. You know, passed out again. Thank and woke
6: God, <laughs> I'm back. And also, I really liked that that they get together with Dudley. You know, their kids don't like each other, but they get together and, and you know, sit there awkwardly. And yeah, and they just
3: kind of stare at, at, at each
4: other. That might have I been liked the that. earlier one in the day because that wasn't, none of those things, the Harry Ginny and the Harry Dudley thing weren't really discussed. Did she do that, two of them? <laughs> she did two on Friday.
3: Oh, so you were at the second one. One
4: was for the schools, it was, it was for the school children. Okay. And I was at the evening one, which was all the sweepstakes winners. Okay. But we were talking a little bit. Um, offline earlier before we started about the the little girl who asked the question about Aberforth and the goat. Oh,
3: Year old girl,
4: what, what did was, she do with the goat? It was just so effing cute.
2: <laughs> Aww.
4: This little girl, she I and mean, she looked like a little angel. She, you know, was little petite thing with you know blonde hair pulled back, and you know she said her name and she was from Hawaii. And, you know, of course, you know, my husband's sitting next to me and goes, yeah, like I'd fly from, from Hawaii from this, you know. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but and when, and Tina, when you will the will divorce be t- Tina, so- you're
9: killing me. <laughs> I mean It's so hard <laughs> well,
6: to hear
2: Tina, that. Tina, I hate to tell you, but breasts.
3: Melinda's not that far from the way you went. I mean, you could have picked <laughs> her up I on the way. She could have bought you dinner. It like, would have worked out.
4: Um But she, you or know, she has a question about Aberforth and what charms he had done on goats to be prosecuted for and joe just kind of she put her hand in her chin on the chair and she looked at her and she said and how old are you and the little girl said eight and she said hmm okay here is my answer to you (laughs) <laughs> and then proceeded to give the answer about how, you know, she thought it was, you know, so the goat would stay nice charms to keep the goat nice and clean and keep his horns curly. And then she said something like that could go a couple different ways, you know, kind of like as an aside to the adults. And then she went on and on for a few minutes about it. And then she said, you know, and that is my answer to you. <laughs> <laughs> the next question <laughs> was uh, I would say she was kind of a youngish, mid-teenager, teenage age. And she asked the question, you know, that because Dumbledore believed so much in the power of love, had he ever been or had true love? And so, and this was the very next question. So it really, I think, I don't know that she would have answered it otherwise.
3: But wasn't the question, because a lot of people have been speculating whether or not she had planned to to you know, I that. don't. Didn't she get the Didn't you have it?
4: to give the questions in advance? And didn't Scholastic pick them? The questions were asked in advance, so they had. Pick, you had to submit your question on the website, and they picked. I think it was eight, eight or ten people to ask their questions. And they, what they did is they had them printed out on cards for you. And so I, I don't. I mean, they picked the questions. I don't know that she knew what the questions were. I, I I didn't get the impression that they were rehearsed answers, if that means anything. Well,
3: I guess my thing is this. I don't – do you – like, I think this is a – she's never been asked this question before, as far as I can tell. Right. I can't really see her, you know, because she did say that she went to – was it the writer of Half-Blood Prince, the movie, and slipped him a well, note? This is how
4: she answered the question, because – and to me, it seemed just very genuine and off the cuff. Because her answer was kind of well, you know, honestly, I've always imagined Dumbledore to have been gay. Just well, my, very casual
3: my, and well, my, 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 my response the, to that yeah, is don't you know. Thinking, but,
4: you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean I think that's how she she's saying she imagined him. Like when she was writing him, that's how she imagined him. He was him.
1: the back of her mind.
4: Right. Yeah. But it was never important to the Right, so she never said, or, that or, said okay, the point.
1: What's his preference,
4: <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so it seemed like just a very genuine, casual response to me. Yeah. Well, and then she, you know, she went on to explain it, you know, a little more about, you know, the the Grindelwald thing and how that just was his heart was broken by that.
3: And I don't know. I think it's one of those questions. I think she would have answered if it had been asked to her. And this is just the first time anyone ever thought to ask it. And yeah. that's happened before. Even I mean, like
1: nobody had asked about Dumbledore's wand throughout yeah. all this time with the seven books. Nobody ever asked
3: that ever. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know? So I think that's totally feasible that just nobody ever asked. And, yeah. Dumb- and,
3: and here's my thought on the whole thing. Cause a lot of, you know, a lot of controversy in the fandom. And I, and I thought about this for all of eight seconds before I solidified my opinion on this. Okay. <laughs> now you had you know, seven books were released over how many years was it? 10 years, 11 years, from beginning to end? Uh,
4: released over 10 yeah, years, 10 but years. she was writing for 17.
3: Yeah. 17- okay, so for t- over a 10-year period, we're waiting to see how, you know, the series will end. And we're looking over every detail about every character. We're writing fan fiction. You know, we're, we're, we're making podcasts. We're making, you know me, you know, Wizard Rock. You know, 10 years of really hardcore fans. You know, reading every single word. They're talking about the gleam in his eye. You know, they're talking about, you know, the prophecy. Like, every syllable of the story has been, you know, regurgitated again and again and again, looking for hidden meanings. Now, you you select a thousand of the most hardcore of the hardcore of the hardcore fans. And you put them in a the room. And she tells you that Dumbledore is gay. Now, Tina, what was the reaction when she said that? Bedlam. Bedlam. Like, was it, like, gasps? Positive.
4: No, it was wooting and clapping and, like, I don't think anyone, I think people were shocked that she said it, but then, like, as soon as she said it, people were like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I
1: guess
2: that's the thing.
4: That was my exact reaction to to it. I I hadn't ever thought that, but, okay. It doesn't change anything.
3: Yeah, but that's it the thing. No one, no one, like, like, and, and the way I went into it was like, er, like, I heard the theory 50 times before Deathly Hallows came out that Snape loved Lily, and that was the whole clincher for his motivation. So people guessed that from the reading. No one was really talking about, you know, is Dumbledore gay? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, the people who write Slash obviously probably thought about it, but it's not evident in the writing. She could have just as easily have come out and said Dumbledore was Jewish. You know what I mean? It's like, it's okay.
0: just. It's, Seriously, though, be like, fair. did you miss the purple pimp suit
4: in Half-Blood Prince?
3: Because I that's, know.
4: like, a
2: uh, oh, big that, deal like on
4: my list. Like, you know I I just know <laughs> that he was eccentric, but... He I thought he
1: just favorite. wasn't sure what to wear. No,
2: I mean, <laughs> he was... That's
1: what I thought, because, like, Wizards, like, that one in Goblet of Fire that's wearing the dress and everything, I just thought he was, like, hey, I like, purple... Velvet's cool. It's going to wear this. You no, know, McGongle I wear wears I would,
3: like, he's gay. wears tardin. Snape wears all black. I mean, we don't know what the norm is, so I never even thought of that. But there's some people. You know, now reading this or looking back over the story, and when they see Dumbledore, they see Jack from Will and Grace*. And I just don't see that. I mean, no one saw any no. of this coming over seven books. It's you know, McGonagall could have been gay. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. I mean,
5: to be fair, like somebody, I, I guess Ryan referenced Snape loving Lily. D- Dumbledore being gay has absolutely nothing to do with anything, except perhaps you know, you add a little bit more angst to his backstory. It's not an important thing at all. I mean it doesn't change anything whatsoever.
3: Yeah, exactly, exact, and it does it does add a new perspective to the story, but it doesn't it does that. It like takes like an like a branch of the story and makes it go deeper, but it doesn't make that branch connect in with anything else that doesn't change, you know, any it does, of the backstory. Yeah. It's it does.
4: information that like Neville marrying Hannah or it, it's it's there, but doesn't matter. Yeah. It it shows why Dumbledore felt so betrayed and right. that it, it just compounds that whole backstory that about a little bit more interesting. Well, oh
0: my,
3: my thing, thing on the whole thing is it's giving Laura Mallory a coronary, and I have to see that as a positive development for the fandom. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you yes. cared that much. Like, seriously, I want you to find 10, you know, reasonably intelligent Harry Potter fans who that was their, their leading prediction going into, you know, book seven and... and We'll talk. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, and I posted this somewhere on the forums. Uh, you know, the fact that you know he's gay doesn't mean a single thing to the plot. What it means is that he was you know the most powerful wizard pro- possibly in the world. He was the leader of generations of children. He was the leader of a resistance that was you know inevitably successful in saving the world. And he also happened to be gay. And maybe he also happened to be Jewish. And maybe he also was a lefty. I mean, it doesn't matter it's just another and it proves that you know that's the type of thing that a lot of people in the world today still see as a deal breaker if you're you know gay it, it, it it defines you in some way and it doesn't have to so i i give joe enormous credit i'm sure she didn't plan it as a way of you know making a social statement it just happened to be in there and it was absolutely you know not commented well, I think upon the
2: people that
0: like are disappointed that she didn't make a social statement should take into mind that, you know, there's all kinds of other social statements in the books. <laughs> like yeah. her whole, the whole storyline of the book is an anti-prejudice. Yeah. Right. Story and line. she said
2: as
4: so, much, you know, one of yeah. the questions was, did you consciously, um, you know, think of, you know, Nazi Germany when, you know, deciding to, you know, go with the pure blood, wizard thing and the whole bit and she said the whole series is a commentary on you know um getting rid of bigotry and prejudice and you know uh the idea of purity um yeah so, so i think it's just part of that
0: well i mean obviously it's just like talking about you know Oh my god, are there Christian themes at the end of Deathly Hollows? Well, obviously. She hit them over the he- hit you over the head with them, so. I liked your
3: response Absolutely. on that too. I couldn't talk about them or else you would have known how the story in
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's kind of interesting. You know, there's a lot of really good stuff going on in Harry Potter that we don't have to add. I mean. Well, let's take, why does you it know, matter?
6: All that other good let's stuff is, is being completely overshadowed right now.
0: Honestly, okay, I grew up in the 19 I, I was born in the 1980s, I grew up in the 1990s. Sexual orientation doesn't matter to my to my generation. My mm-hmm, generation right. is colorblind and, you know, like I've had teachers tell us, tell me that is that my generation is probably the first colorblind generation ever.
2: A lot that's having
0: children who are teenagers,
4: that is true. Because just from when I was young and dating myself a little bit here, You know, we grew up watching shows like Archie Bunker Mm -hmm. and um, the first time Roots was on as a miniseries was, it it was, the uproar about it was just crazy. Kids now, you know, my daughter Samantha, who's, you know, 15 years old, has, you know, such a wide, diverse group of friends and, you know, kids who are her age, who are already already know their sexual orientation and are okay with it. And people know about it. And that would never have happened when I was in high school.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it dep- Well, never. granted I'm from Massachusetts, so, you know, it's hard to gauge, you know, whether or not I'm in the mainstream or not, but I definitely think it's oh, like not. watching little babies. They don't know, Anything about race, they don't know anything about you know e- you know any types of differences. Everyone is just another person to them. So it's it's the way you're raised. I'm sure there's people of my generation who are very homophobic, who are very racist, who are very afraid of people of different religions and, and people. Oh, who
0: and don't. I'm not denying there are people in my generation. Who but are that I think
3: I think she's right though. I think it's a huge step forward. Mostly I mean, right. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. Like like I'm um, like I said, I'm from Massachusetts, and gay marriage is legal here, and it you know will be at least for the next uh, few years. Um, you know, you know the the gay marriage um, proponents won a huge um, victory last year. So that will keep gay marriage safe for a few years here. And as generation, like my generation is fine with it, you know, overwhelmingly, I think if you look at it, if you look at the statistics, but you know my parents' generation is much more divided. So as my generation grows, you know, and moves into adulthood and, you know, my parents' generation, you know, dies off, you're going to see the statistic move very far to the left. And, you know my children are going to be much more tolerant of it because they grew up with it and it was the norm so right. i think that you're going to see over the next and one and obviously anyone who ever listens to me speak knows i'm a huge science fiction fan all of the you know science fiction i usually watch takes place a few hundred years in the future and nobody cares there it's just you know like i was watching an episode of a show called Babylon 5 and they were referring to the pope in one episode and they're like oh is it's she not- coming to, is she coming to visit like cuz the pope's a woman in the future i mean it's it's like I, I think oh, it's that'll
0: a- never happen. Speaking as a Catholic, let me tell you. Oh, go, ahead 400, be- uh-huh. go ahead 400
1: years. Go <laughs> ahead 400 years. And now 400 ahead, 400 for the segment of PFW known as the uber-Catholic corner.
3: Exactly. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's- I'm just
0: saying the Pope has said ex-Cathedra that it'll never, it'll, it's- never mind. I'm not getting into a dogmatic discussion with Ryan. Keep going, uh, Ryan.
3: <laughs> because Ryan will win. But, you know, it's so-
0: Uh, no. Oh, oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe.
0: Okay, separate corners. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, so I, just I left the church, and I'm firmly entrenched in it. So we have interesting <laughs> conversations sometimes. You guys should listen; they're kind of interesting.
4: Right oh, you don't? Want, yeah, you don't want to have me in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I th-
3: yeah, I think. Well, I'm I, I'm from Cardinal Law's homeland, so I'm a little different. But yeah, yeah, so, and I mean, I'm I'm the non-uber Catholic. So. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, and that's the thing too. And it's a lot of people. Like, here's the thing too right now we have all read these books and we have, you know, we have absorbed all of the lessons from the books and we've taken, you know, the series so far that we've, you know, branched out into fan fiction. So we're the Uber fans. And it's like, you know, Melinda said earlier, if you have any experience, you know, in your lives with the press, you know what the press does. I knew someone who was interviewed by the press for thirty minutes. And in the beginning of the conversation, you know, they talked about you know the traffic on the way over there, and then they talked about you know some small talk stuff, and then they got into the heart of the interview, and then the interview wrapped and whatever. Ten seconds of that thirty-minute conversation was televised. What they did was they had the person I knew be asked a question by by the interviewer. And then they showed the response and the response was this highly negative, very, you know, you know, this is an awful situation response. And then they went back to, you know, the news desk and, oh, yeah, that person's really on top of this. What they did was they 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 aired the question and then they aired the person's response to the traffic. So, it was it, the answer had nothing to do with the question. And they, you know, they doctored it to make it look like this person was very upset when really they were frustrated about traffic but were very supportive of the other thing. So, what you're, so we all know what Harry Potter's about, but all you're going to see on, you know, the, on the media, you know, for the, on the news and on the internet for the next couple of weeks is that Dumbledore is gay. And this was this, you know, progressive statement by Joe Rowling. And then Bill O'Reilly is going to do a segment about the secular progressives. And it's going to be this whole thing. And one thing I respect about this fandom is that people get it and people know, and we're not going to be taken by the Laura Mallory's who want to tell us what Harry Potter is about. We've read the books and we can tell you. So I just that to me
0: Frustration with the media is them trying to tell me what I think of it like yeah, I know and, what I think of it,
4: you know, yeah, and, it's- you know, I, I knew as soon as she said it, you know, that it was going to be the big thing. That it was going to be on the news, but I didn't expect to roll over in my hotel room Saturday morning and hit the remote and it be the lead story on the today show.
3: Yeah. I read a thing on leaky today that Melissa and Ellie was going to be on MSNBC, but then they had to cancel it because of the California fire. And I mean,
6: and Emerson from MuggleNet did
3: Peraldo um, on it too. Yeah. It's like do people, I mean, that, this is a made up story. I mean, you know when when yeah. a it's we're yeah, gonna talk perspective people yeah I, mean, I don't get it
1: I just when she said Dumbledore was gay I thought for a minute yeah I think I kind of knew that and that was it exactly that's exactly. all it was like
4: I it, it's his more
2: backstory in my
4: mind did not that's change how I looked at it at
1: all it more how backstory and that was it. right yeah,
2: his changed.
1: character in my mind did not change at all and I don't think that was because like I'm saying oh it doesn't change the story although it doesn't I think it was more like it just made sense and so okay now it's a confirmed thing and that's fine not to say that a lot of us were like i think dumbledore's gay it's just we never really thought about it one way or the other
5: yeah i, I think- always thought he was with minerva that's what i thought so did melinda <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that would have been
3: good too though is melinda frightened me in the I would have been that as Canberra. equally well, as happy now
1: about who's that. with minerva the funny thing about that is whenever I would think of Dumbledore and Minerva, I always thought, well, that would make sense, but I always and i this I mean after the fact, who's to say that I'm not lying, but um I always thought, well, something about that seems off well, no, it's well, like your
3: grandparents like you can picture them like together, the- but, you, but no you no. can't
4: picture them together no,
1: yeah, right. exactly
3: it's like it's like your grandparents they're together and, and it makes sense, but they never had sex
4: Ew, no. okay, but they
1: actually did, so <laughs> uh, it is different. <laughs>
5: Plus, Dumbledore's like eighty years older than her. That's I true
3: think. Too.
4: At well,
1: least, well,
3: look at Dennis Goussin; that she has a I think in year
1: the world. wizarding world, that doesn't matter.
4: That's true probably too. not. I mean,
5: eighty years, to no that? big deal. A
1: certain age, they're just all together there.
0: <laughs> There's six of us. We all came to the conclusion that it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the books. There's no reason to be upset about it. It's actually kind of funny, you know. And like, what I don't understand is all these people that are so massively upset by it but then i haven't ever been able to understand the any people that would have been invited to that you know we're the uber fans that would have been
6: invited to that place where or tina was where she mm-hmm. revealed it saying we're not the general populace who is not obsessive over every single word of this story
0: well like here's the thing though is that you know i, I don't understand the uber fans that are very upset by it But then again, I haven't ever been able to understand the people that are anti Harry Potter anyway. Because you know, if you're going to argue that you know it's satanic or whatever, I'm going to point out several points in the books where it's definitely not. You know, and uh, those
4: people are who are saying that are people who haven't even read the material. Read the book, yeah. Yeah, So they're making an an uninformed, ill-conceived argument. Well, here's what I'm saying, okay? Pope John
0: Paul II read the books and loved them and said that every child should read them, because they had such good morals. Well, so, that, that's, the thing. that's you, keep it up for me. <laughs>
3: yeah. and, I, and, if, and if he were here today, and, you know, obviously still alive, that would probably be helpful. I would probably disagree with him on many issues. I have tremendous respect for people who may not agree with something, but can still find ways to like it, and still find the good in it, and still find you know, it's reasonable in it. There's so many people out there who are professional haters and they hate something because they disagree with a little piece of it and they need to find ways of convincing other people to hate it too. And I think this fandom, thanks to Joe, is, you know, and obviously I think we're, you know, we're certain types of people on our own and thanks to what Joe's, you know, given us and kind of brought us together, we have the ability to see past that. And I think that's what this week reminds us of. I think there's you know, there were maybe three or four distinct impressions to the Dumbledore news, I think most of it was overwhelmingly positive. And I think you can really just, you, you can see the distinct, um, you know, mindsets in the fandom. I, th- I think it's very cool. I think the fandom's going to be able to handle it just fine. I think I think if Dumbledore were here, he'd be like, I'm, I'm dead, don't you care about that? Not <laughs> if it's Gambin,
5: I wouldn't care if it was him, but Richard Harris. Well, that was my first reaction. Who's going to tell Gambin? <sighs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so not right. You know what? It's so funny, okay? I feel like I've been swinging with my Michael Gambon thing. First, after Goblet of Fire, hated Michael Gambon. Then I read, then I was happy cuz he died in Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Then I read Deathly Hallows and was like, "Oh my god, Gambon had it right." Now I find out he's gay and I'm I'm confused again.
0: I don't know. I, I, Nick. I, I right? I'm so I confused. Think that, I think that Dumbledore being gay adds a whole new dimension of wrong to that scene where he slams Harry up in the
1: Oh, gee. Gee. Oh. How long were you sitting Why on the Why encourage the Dumbledore Harry smut? Why? Why? Oh,
0: I know, I'm just saying. You uh, have
3: to love how Joe immediately after saying it, that said, Oh, I can only imagine the fanfiction now. It's like she saw... And she
4: did. She did, and, and it was... She exactly said that. And, it's like she could know, see
3: Playa Slytherin she, she knows the her kind of
0: fanfiction that's out there. She, she loved- she finds she finds a little bit of it disturbing, but you know,
1: like, I find
3: a little of it disturbing. I went over to adult fan. And a lot of it disturbing. Oh my god!
1: There's a lot of really disturbing fan fiction. I've read a lot of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, just, so, just to make sure you just to make sure you don't like it, right?
0: I have really bad train syndrome, and um, what I mean by that is like I'll read a fic and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awful. This is gonna be terrible. I can't stop reading. I'm John chapter twelve. I'm John pretty much John- anything, and
5: I. Come on chapter anything seventy-four. Jen
0: recommends is going
1: to be pretty bad, <laughs> as far as like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't stop reading. <laughs> I know it's
2: uh, awful. And Jen's like, so isn't bad. that
1: wonderful? <laughs> Don't you love it? I love inks. It's my crack. Uh. <laughs>
0: poor Jen I'll be like I'll be typing to my friend that left the Harry Potter fandom and I'll be like you won't believe what I'm reading it's you know a story about da 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 she's like why are you reading that I'm like I don't know I can't stop <laughs>
2: she's you like get you something. have a problem
0: it's awful I'm sure I'm not the only one though I'm sure I'm nope, not the only I one I just
6: bail I bail very quickly <laughs>
0: Really, I I, I can't bail. I did when now, I first
6: started reading fan fiction. I was like, I just couldn't. You know, I had to see at least how it ended. But it there's just too much out there
1: that's that's good that I don't want to read a story I don't like, so I just bail. Yeah, that's true. You know what? The first time I read when I first started reading fan fiction, the first time I came across a smut, I immediately closed it out.
6: <laughs> I was did like, look oh, over
3: your oh my goodness, it's wrong! It's wrong!
6: oh my god you should have seen the first story that I ever read was psychic serpents and I had never heard of fan fiction I didn't know what it was I didn't know anything about oh, it oh
0: you started with psychic serpents
6: so, and and you've got you know that 15 year old Harry having sex if you could I was horrified I was like what
2: the hell is this
3: and you continued <laughs> breathing
6: <laughs> yeah and of course, works. I think of some of the comments. I must admit, you know, because I would, I like. All right, this surprised me a bit. And I can just see people now who, obviously, now that I know of what the fandom Melinda? is, what everything that goes on, I can see them rolling their eyes at me. I can just picture the
3: yes. The seventh Crux, the final chapters.
6: <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying now,
3: but because the- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, seem to remember passionate. a particular
6: Harry and you're passionate. It's okay that I did that now. <laughs> They're passionate soulmates, Ryan.
3: It's not acceptable, Mr. Mining.
0: Acceptable? Okay, I knew that. That, That's good. Seriously, though, this is going to that comment. As much as I'm justified and happy beyond all measure that she came out and said that, the fan fiction that that alone is going to spurn in terms of just pure over the top fluffiness is already making me, <laughs> like... Oh, you don't think uh, that's
3: uh, going to do... That's not going to... No. Here, here's my permission. Yeah, it is. No. you know, The no, fandom is going to explode. The Harry no, and Jenny oh, fandom... The fandom is going to explode. We are not that flammable as a fandom. How many times do you uh, hear the fandom is going to explode? Okay, the fandom will the explode fandom exploded about exploded Dumbledore twice Grindelwald. Twice you know, fan fiction, because that's, you know, that's the that's the avenue that she kind of, you know, spawned out. It's like, you know, Remus and Tonks, I'm sure, you know, expanded as a result of Half-Blood Prince. But you're telling me people didn't think that Harry and Ginny were passionate before, and now they're like, oh my god, there's a whole avenue of fan fiction we never thought of. I mean, they, they
0: wrote that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to admit, okay, when you think passionate, Harry and Ginny are not the first couple in the series that you think oh, of.
1: Yes, they are. Yeah, they're not. No, not it's Hermione. Hermione and Draco that
3: is. Hermione. Hermione dyes her hair. <laughs> and she was the woman on Draco's that arm. Is anyone within that?
6: That yet? was the impression that I completely had uh, that, that they were going to be a very passionate couple. And then well, that's I thought what made so me changed too. my mind. When I wrote the seventh Horcrux, it's like, no, they're, they're more passionate than this. They're not going to wait around. So,
0: well, yes, there. Yes. You know what? I think that you know. I thought that scene in Deathly Hallows where she's kind of like, okay, As buddy. To Deathly this Hallows. Is
2: just,
0: sorry. No problem. Ugh, Deathly Hallows. He makes fun of me every time. At I least agree. I don't put Rs on the end of words that don't belong there. Anyway. <laughs> bite me. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say <laughs> it's that scene in Deathly Hallows where she gives him his birthday present and she's you know she's like okay this is the way it's going to be you know I was like ooh go Jenny go Jenny <laughs> she's telling him like not to date new more Velas oh, wow obviously <laughs> love it that, love I it. had a point and I lost it
4: <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> uh, are there any other questions about questions that were asked
0: or
3: so you didn't touch her hand I didn't, but,
4: you know, I got my two seconds
3: with her,
1: and
2: you know what?
4: Did you rub on her or something?
2: Did
3: you just ask (laughs) her if she rubbed her?
4: (laughs) What a, like, (laughs) child! But, you you know, the thing is, I'm, you know, God, I'm such a freaking Hufflepuff. I felt so (laughs) bad for her. I mean, you don't understand, okay? it was one thing when she was on the stage and doing the reading and answering the questions she was in her comfy, you know, throne chair that, it was the same setup bad that they gave as, her an
3: actual throne
4: as, as, as a, the Radio City
3: thing last yeah. year oh, it was Tina, the same chair
6: the comment about fan fiction I absolutely wouldn't have been able to contain myself I just wouldn't oh, Up Melinda, a do you know? Dough.
3: do you know Tina's question? Everyone
6: submitted the question Oh yes,
4: Melinda knew my question Yes, I knew the question I was dying for the question But oh well
3: Tina, remind us of the question Just in case people Oh,
4: well the gist of And and this is compliments of Oh God, I'm going to screw up Melinda, who on the list Was the one who suggested I used it verbatim It was perfect It was Lindsay, thank you Um, What's that again? It was The basic point of it was You know I think it's Sean Rich on the forum I believe Oh, okay Oh
1: really?
2: Is there I didn't know
4: that? those connections. You're like, what?
2: Oh <laughs>
4: what? Didn't know that. Um, was basically, um, you know, there was this fan fiction story called the Seven Horcrux that you know was written by a fan fiction author, Melinda Leo, and you know there was it was passed off as a you know leaked copy of Deathly Hallows, and you know had that ever? What was it, Melinda? Something it had. You know, had that. You know, how much did she know about that, and has she read it? Basically, it was the gist of the question. Yeah,
6: she phrased it really nicely.
4: It was really nice. Hold on, I'm going to find it because okay. it, it was perfect.
3: Yeah, because she said I, she's read fan fiction before, but why don't she's you
4: never just seen write. it.
0: Well, I mean, she. I think that she. But the thing it is, I really do think that she got asked that question. In the more, I think
4: it was a different. I think it was different, though. Okay. I'm probably well, maybe wrong. I often am but but we won't
1: know for sure unless you know we there's she's asked specifically you see what I'm saying
4: okay, the question uh per from Lindsay uh that I submitted props to her um was prior to the release of Deathly Hallows a story incorrectly being circulated as a leaked copy of Deathly Hallows. Readers of fan fiction know it was not a leaked copy and actually was a story called The Seventh Horcrux, written by a Harry Potter fan called Melinda Leo. And I'm wondering if you Just read it and have any thoughts fan on fan it. Fan so
0: you probably can't come out and admit to
4: reading like
0: a uh, specific fan fictions. Now, but why can't just... she
6: now? I mean, I can understand that while she was reading her it, for but her now
3: copyright that it's...
0: well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Shut I don't know. trying. <laughs> <I just think laughs>
3: that, Half a is like, like, yeah, in there.
0: If she admitted like reading specific fan fictions, I think that you know maybe there would be a thing in the fandom where people were like, oh, read mine or read mine or read mine. I just think that
1: maybe <laughs> she probably plus Melinda, if you think you're famous now,
0: whew,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linda doesn't think she's famous. Yeah, real famous. <laughs> you
1: are famous! <laughs> right. Okay. That's what to well, me up about fandom fame
0: is like. Fandom
1: fame, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's fandom fame. Not real fame. It's you real know. fame to us.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> Very it's real. cool.
1: Well, you deserve real fandom fame, Melinda.
3: Well, just for all the trouble <laughs> you're going I'm through. F- i <laughs> <products. laughs> <laughs> Just with all the tr- problems you've been going through, you deserve. Just- <laughs> They're, 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 it, it's all good now. Yeah. Well, you have problems as of today, though, right? Someone was still trying to... You know, someone yeah, stole the Seventh War Crux and put their own author's notes, you were telling me, right? Yep,
6: yeah, he had his own author's notes on every chapter. It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Any good? <laughs> Please.
9: <laughs> it was just... A I was writing this chapter. And,
1: well, I was thinking yeah. plagiarism.
6: <laughs> right, well, at least they, they wrote something, you know, on their own on every chapter.
2: Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> what?
3: Meg was in there, and basically kicked their ass for you, but you know, I was—I was, you know, I was about
1: to get—I was about to say mean, negative things, so I—I'll I, be, I'll be good now.
3: So, what else are we talking about tonight? This is the Halloween episode. We should probably mention <laughs>
1: Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, let's talk about Harry Potter canon, please. That sounds like so.
3: Doesn't that sound fun? Okay, Meg and Richard, go. <laughs> I'm so excited. You still what? here, Richard?
5: Yeah, I'm here. I'm just uh. Listen to you guys go on.
9: <laughs>
6: You'll, remember
3: you Richard from the intro-
5: You'll remember Richard from the intro this evening.
6: <laughs> so we can talk about canon Halloween?
3: Let's talk about canon Halloween. Sure. Melinda, you had a little chart you made up about canon Halloween.
6: Yeah, let's talk what? about the first one. The first one. The big one. The, the big one. The the
3: big one. I'm sorry, Sanford and Sons. It's the big one.
1: <laughs> the double homicide that opens <laughs> no, the Harry just, Potter series. It's it's thing twice, see the thing is, for two
6: reasons, because not only... Is everything begin on Halloween, but the, the, the friendship of the trio was formed on Halloween, so it's so exactly 10 years never, later.
3: Yeah, that's the 10th anniversary of his parents' death, and that's when never really... When it made. all
1: begins, Harry is... E- 10 years... I was thinking about this at work today, I know. I want your
3: baby at
4: work. 10 yeah. years... <laughs> today. Ryan knows.
3: <What? laughs> yeah, is Tina, <laughs> like, just typing to me online all day, which means I was doing nothing at work today either, because I'm typing back to you. <laughs> <laughs>
9: nice. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so after we're all fired from our jobs, no, um,
3: <laughs>
9: <laughs> no, I was you get a thousand about, points if you do <laughs>
2: exactly. <Yeah.
3: Tina's laughs> That'll be this house
1: some cover. sort of all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, ten years later, after Harry loses his parents to Voldemort, he becomes best friends with the people that will be essential to him in defeating him. That's a cool okay, now.
0: juxtaposition
4: of. Ooh, I said it right, Ryan.
0: The oh,
2: first shut time, up. <laughs> you know,
4: This is the funniest thing, because today I was looking back for, you know, how you have the top ten moments.
2: Yeah, I'm looking for and top I ten. And I was listening
4: to some moments. of the old episodes, trying to find reference mm-hmm. times for things. And the first time I heard you with the juxtaposition.
2: Like, uh-huh. so, so, like, the just.
3: <laughs> I start foaming at the mouth. I was on eight, I almost fell
4: out one. of my chair again. Not working today.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is it exactly that you do with your life? Not just kidding. I oh,
0: listened. on the forums today, going. I listened to eight point five today drugged out she is so funny that's all and
3: I'm like well it's like Jen's like and poor Chi dear she's drugged out of her mind as she's on the podcast just silent in the background la no. alright but Meg's very intelligent question which is far too in- intelligent for this group obviously um, <laughs> it wasn't
1: far too intelligent for the group but it was very intelligent I will take full credit for that we
3: opened the podcast with a discussion of <laughs> Chi's toilet come on But, no, I mean, seriously. Like, here's the thing about the... Like, think about... I was thinking about the the series today, about the canon. And it's based around Halloween, the entire series. I mean, this is not... If, if this series were based around Christmas, it would have been like you know Elf the movie, like it, like the, yeah, you know. Or we could have been chasing leprechauns through you know the the, the freaking Forbidden Forest. I mean, this is a sto- this is a story based around witches and wizards and flying brooms and you know apparently wizards in you know bright purple robes and <laughs> and, and, and you know small elves and socks. Basically, socks are very good. Everything is based around Halloween, and there was, people were wondering, you know, would the series end on Halloween? Would the final, you know, book be a story about the summer up until Halloween, and then have Harry defeat Voldemort on, you know, what would have been, what, the 17th anniversary, the 16th anniversary of his parents' death? I mean, right. that that one day, Halloween, and it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the background of the holiday, or, you know... the or that means it, it, it's just, you know, it, that day is, is entirely circumstantial, but it's symbolic in the meaning of the series. It's the day that Harry's life changed forever for many different reasons. It changed forever because his parents were killed It changed forever. Cause you know, even though he would lost two people, you know, who were very dear to him before, he met two people who were very dear to him and, you know, forged a bond with them on that same day, ten years later. I mean, that one day is sort of like the linchpin of Harry's life. It's like the number 47 in Star Dragon's Big.
1: Oh, you just made a way cooler, or a way more intelligent, oh.
3: <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> Did you just say
2: like Nyquil or something? Like, <laughs> mm. Shut Thanks, up, Brian.
0: <laughs> it's that prep school coming back again. It is. He it's can, my prep school. He can say I'm like kicking Meg trying to
3: wake her up in her drunken stupor on the coffee table.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: fine! <laughs> I just didn't know what I was trying to say.
0: Put down the rum and coke. Now I'm <laughs> So mean. Beat
3: that, Richard. Uh, I'm so nervous. Oh, good, good morning. Beat that.
6: You know what My I days. just realized with Halloween? We never found out what happened with the missing day.
3: We never did. We never oh, found out what happened. There's, well, did we ever make a list of things we just never found out anything about? I, I think the missing day was a mistake. I think it's I one on really MuggleNet
4: or Leaky.
3: I really think the missing day had to have been a mistake. Yeah, oh, I'm I sure. Too.
4: I think, you know, she's admitted that, you know, she's bad at math and, you know, <laughs> when she was setting things up, she didn't keep the timeline going. You know, certain track of the the right timeline, and I think it it was just a matter of, hey, you know, it sounds better that they arrive at Privet Drive, you know, at you know, at midnight. The day after, you know, I mean, I'm well, sure that she never gave it any thought. And that when she was writing book one, she never thought that it would be what it is, and that we'd all be scrutinizing timelines yes, and yeah, dates, and you know, and okay. what happened during that missing day, and, and you know, people want to know. Exactly, articles you know, written about you know, it, and yeah, and Hugo's <laughs> name, name,
6: yeah, it here, exactly. you know, just things that it never even crossed her mind that we would want to know. That's true.
0: Well, yeah, she's so it uh, just brings me back to that um comment that she made on the Meredith Ferreira interview where uh, she said i'm dealing with a level in of obsession in my fans where they won't be satisfied until they know the names of Harry's great great grandparents and uh, i think that that's kind of the that's kind of the truth and i i sympathize with her because um melinda maybe you can talk about this too but i get asked questions about things that i didn't it didn't even cross my mind
11: yes you know <laughs> I'm you just, just look like, at them like, huh?
2: um,
0: huh? And then you're like, let me think about this. I guess it doesn't logistically work, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, huh, like, uh. Um, okay, just move on with the story, you know? <laughs> just on, Like, why do you care? Keep reading.
3: <laughs> <Doesn't> <laughs> mean, just... people must hate Jen.
0: <laughs> Jen makes me laugh so hard. Jen is funny. She asks questions, and I'm like, But I do sometimes hard. when Jen is going no on, idea.
6: I do think, why do you care sometimes about some of the things she
3: really, really seems to care about? Like, break it leather. I know. Hold on, <laughs> she you can't talk. You and Jen went on I for ten about minutes that. about, in Melinda's seventh workhorse, about the freaking boat.
4: <laughs> the boat. <laughs> oh, can we not talk about the boat? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I was in the grocery store shopping when I was listening to that on my iPod, and I'm in the cereal aisle going, Okay guys, they flipped the freaking boat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, in my defense, in my defense, we had that conversation at midnight. So the facts that I, I fact that I was fixated on the boat is probably good. I had to
3: cut into the episode to expose Aruga. Aruga.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh. Oh, ha, ha. Wow. Halloween. How
3: uh, much Halloween. of Halloween do you think we're going to get to this evening?
4: Well, you know, I we're was talking, about talking about it. The first one, and you know what I liked What's is that? the fact that we saw the the Halloween when the Potters were killed in the first book and the last book. We, yeah, I like that too. We, it we was like really she completed the it. circle, mm-hmm. and I'm in like my an, another read of Deathly so Hallows nice. now. And when I read that that chapter again, where Harry's in Voldemort's mind and he's seeing it again. And you know, and you see that, that poor little trick or treater walking oh, no. up the wall. And he was going to kill him! Great costume, guy! You know, and I know. he's Can't like, man, eh, like, like, no, I'm not going to kill that thing little thing. muggle. You know. No, like in a couple,
1: you know, next week. Yeah, I'm not like, necessary. Is. A
4: that is just so creepy to think of. Yeah. And, and I like how she brought that full circle. In the first book, in the last book, she she completed what we started to see in the first book of that flashback.
3: Did we see the yeah. flashback in the first book, or was that just the movie? That yeah, was just the movie. No,
4: in the what book we, the with I, with Hagrid telling. Yeah, I think in the movie they made it more of a flashback, whereas in the book, Hagrid was telling Harry what happened.
3: Well, it was the little details that we got, too, in, in the last book that we never mm-hmm. really guessed. It was the James didn't have his wand on. Wand. It. It neither of them had their wands.
4: And that they and were just had having had a family moment things. when yeah, it the happened. Colored
6: smoke for Harry as a little so kid, hard. I love so that. I know, it, it was
1: a great. Talk about it, makes but it was so nice sad. for Harry
6: to get to see James that way. I always, you know, because Harry had the, the bad images, the bad memories that he saw of James. Mm-hmm. But I love that he got to see at least that little, you know, just playing with the colored smoke there with him as a yeah. child. You know, that's the one thing he's got. To, hey, my father interacting with me as a child. He finally got a memory of that. I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... I need to get it through Voldemort,
1: but he got it at I least. Know, I know, But he got it. If you and have to have horcrux ahead. in you, you might as well get some benefits. <laughs>
0: exactly. And he he got to see Lily and James again. Oh my god. That chapter, To the Forest Again, is it Back to the Forest Again?
2: Or Into the I'm reading it right now. Forest
0: again. Yeah. Oh, my God. I sobbed. <laughs> like, I'm reading it, and I, my friend, Risa, um, you know, that went with me to the Deathly Hallows release, and my friend, Sarah, that went with me, they're both, they both are on, like, on chapter 300, and I'm all the way through the book, because I'm really, I'm a fast reader. And um, it's actually kind of sickening. And so, like, I'm sobbing, <laughs> and they're going, what's happening? And I'm like, I I I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read I want to read but I can't read (laughs) it was just uh, I had to keep putting the
1: book down in that whole those few last chapters I just kept putting the book down I did too and I just yeah, could not. Him, it's him like I couldn't and, handle it almost. Yeah, it was that way. When Harry saw his parents, I put the book down for a minute and just took and a then deep he said, breath. It doesn't hurt. It's like, oh my God.
6: Oh, do oh, so stay, oh, stay with yeah,
1: me. Stay with me. Yeah, he said to his mom to stay with him. I was like, oh. Oh. And when Lily, oh, and when she, she describes how Lily is just, looking at him, get I him like know she's nasty enough. Oh, God. Like, for a mother, that's like, oh, We're a it was moment. heart-wrenching.
6: <laughs>
3: We're having a moment. <laughs> We're like, oh, I was like, oh. I'm like sitting over here in Massachusetts with my arms outstretched like I'm hugging you people. Oh. I'm like, oh,
2: my God. It. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was about it now. Oh. i feel like
1: crying. It's so. I almost called my so mother
0: out. and was <laughs> like, mommy, I love you. <laughs> and I'm glad you're still around.
5: <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't get like that. I mean, I appreciate (laughs) that it was emotional, but I was just like,
1: "Richard, don't bring us down here. Let us be in our misery, please." It's like tea in the lotion. Don't drag it down. It's the kind of misery that feels so good. You know what I mean?
3: Thank you for naming the episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like, what's so funny is Richard, you're really reminding me of Eli right now because Eli and I are talking about um, that. Oh, no. Sorry. Get- <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm not going to tell this story. Go ahead. Let's talk about something else. Never no, no, no. We have to know
3: we why Richard to reminds now, you of your boyfriend, chicken. who you love very much. No, mm-hmm.
0: so, I... See, I talk about Eli in every episode, and I just... Maybe I should just stop.
3: <laughs> see, there was this episode of Battlestar Glacier I saw once that reminds me very much of this story. <laughs> Take a <stop>, shot.
4: Take a <laughs> shot. <laughs> so, we
3: drinking. So, one thing, just to say, like... It, to talk about here is like let's get everything in on Halloween. Let's get in everything from you know Halloween and fan fiction to what we're dressing up as for Halloween. Perf- like for example, I this this coming Halloween <laughs> will be dressing up as as Admiral Adama from Battlestar Galactica. Chi yourself.
0: Um, I think <laughs> I am going.
3: It's a uh, tube of lotion. Slutty Hermione! Slutty Hermione! (laughs) (laughs) I have to explain this to everybody. For those of (laughs) you who listen to our little podcast here, you know, we seem like somewhat crazy people. When we We stop recording, like the women of this podcast (laughs) lose all, you know, control (laughs) over their bodies. That is the only (laughs) way in which I can describe...
2: This is (laughs) fair.
3: Orgasming
0: orgasming left and right. The
3: the episode ended. We stopped recording a couple of weeks ago, and we had like a chat going during the episode. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like editing something, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fixing something on the forum, and they keep sending links back and forth to each other. And I'm like, I wonder what this is. So I click, and it's Slutty Hermione, and it's Meg. Well, I'm going to her. Where are you going? And then (laughs) it's.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm like, I'm going I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to go as a French maid. <laughs> I could never figure out why my parents would let me go as a French maid. Here's the oh, costume. No. I'm going at. Like Meg and I are exchanging all these like slutty costumes online. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs>
2: Maybe um, oh, it was just funny
0: was- to
3: us.
4: <laughs> probably. Probably.
0: Hey
3: Richard, how are you doing?
5: Going pretty good, testosterone. Richard's
4: there. going as a Chippendale dancer.
1: Uh, <laughs> Tina, he's supposed to dress up as something he's not normally.
2: probably <laughs> <for Halloween>. Sing. <laughs> She's on fire tonight. <laughs> oh, she is. All right,
3: oh, so we have God. we have Admiral Adama, and we have Slutty Hermione. Uh, Melinda. Uh, McGonagall. Would this be, really? you know, McGonagall in Tarbin? Or
6: this this, be, this no, is... this is just, I have my little square glasses that I put on, and I have a witch's hat that I that I put on every year. It's the same thing, because I, I don't get to go. I just answer the door. but My kids want me to have a costume, so that's my McGonagall costume.
3: And you will send us pictures, of course, of you as McGonagall.
0: <laughs> and you have to record yourself saying, have a biscuit, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that screws the other way.
1: Yeah.
5: You it have to do thing the thing where you're way. yelling at Umbridge and telling Harry you're going to make him be an oar. That'd be pretty. Cool.
3: Can I offer you a
5: cough drop? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm
3: afraid to ask Meg what she's dressing up like for Halloween. Wait, um, I
2: understand. Wait, I thought I was Meg was playing
1: no, did I miss yeah, that? Thanks. No, miss I'm that. not. No, I'm going to go to Terminus' so Slutty Hermione. I've got to
3: save that one.
5: Oh, God. <laughs> I <laughs> apologize on behalf oh, right. of our I'm going to be at Terminus, by the way. Oh, it's God. Gonna be-
3: <laughs> That's all we need. The peons and the hosts mixing together. <laughs> oh. oh,
2: that just sounds <laughs> awful. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to
0: oh. lie. It's a bad Actually, night. My, my husband oh, and I are
1: going as, and you're probably going to laugh. Not I do we're going as um Anakin and uh... <laughs>
2: I think we like <laughs> <Hey>. uh, <laughs>
0: you're, you're going as Anakin and Padma or Padme? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow.
3: Is he That's breaking awful. your heart?
0: Yeah. I totally, I totally went as Queen Amidala when I was like twelve. I was really excited. No, I'm not have... going as that Padma. Yeah, are going as the like... handmade yeah. Padme. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Because yeah, her hair was interesting. But <laughs> exactly. I was there was a there was a brief moment in my life where I was obsessed with Star Wars and it passed okay. was
1: I'm
0: awesome. not but oh, my I, had a, I, I wanted I had know. A Star
6: Wars obsession, two, only it was the original trilogy. It was
0: the
4: original and I think I was like nine years old and I went as Princess Leia for Halloween with the, the real month? hair thing and everything. Wow. Yeah.
1: Love those earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know the thing is, my husband's more like Anakin than he is like Han. Yeah. So, yeah, there and he's go. a huge Star Wars fan. So, well, was... I like
0: the original three. the The prequels are a little bit are honestly like some of the worst film uh, screenwriting I've seen in a very, very long time.
2: <laughs> almost, I almost. Second
5: the one. just do dialogue.
6: Yeah, I didn't yeah. really care for the sec the, the second ones like I did the first. But yeah, no, they weren't as nearly as good.
3: Can I just tell you, just for the record, I've seen each of the movies once. Huh?
4: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You
0: each yourself- every Star Wars movie or
3: something. I've seen them each. I think once. Danielle is obsessed with Star Wars, and she wanted to show me all of the movies, so she decided I would watch four, five, and six in one day. And should be a shame in the middle it's possible I checked my email and she got very very and you're
4: such a huge sci-fi
3: fan I am I'm a huge I'm a huge sci-fi fan and the 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 two series I never really got into are Star Wars and Lord of the Rings oh my god I have
5: to go I have to leave I have to (laughs) hold on what are you you dressing up as for Halloween (laughs) no I'm kidding I'm um, just kidding. I'm,
6: he's leaving because he's not into style. I already told
3: you
4: right. what he's going as. I didn't he's know if like you were kidding speculate. about the Chip
3: and Dale's dancer.
4: No, he's a
2: dancer. That's right? a
5: joke. Yes, I have a, mm-hmm. ordered a whole bunch of stuff. I got robes coming. I got the Lucius Kane. I'm going to. Uh, I got display my tattoo and everything. We're all going to work together. It's going to be fantastic. Hopefully. Oh, for those
3: of you who are in New York City, there is a Halloween store. On it's where the heck is it? It's on. I think Thirteenth Street somewhere. It's near Union Square, and um, I went in there with Danielle a couple of weeks ago. And they have all of the you know the Harry Potter Halloween costumes. And if you're a small child, you can be either a Gryffindor, a Slytherin, or a Death Eater. Hi. Those are your options. Those
1: are your options now, in real life and in Halloween. Yes. Now, yes speaking months as months.
3: a Hufflepuff. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what is the Hufflepuffs? There was nothing, nothing, nothing. Awful puffs huh I was very sad, or I could go as Gollum
5: apparently Gollum is was, was the was the final option. well who who addresses yeah. a puff on purpose? I mean you no instead
3: the- oh Richard, I'm sorry, you're Richard. breaking up, we're having difficulty hanging on to you. Richard, Richard we're Richard, losing Richard, your Richard, signal, Richard, we're so sorry, so sorry, yes. oh, we lost Richard
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: hold on, hold on, let's see if we can get him back. oh look there he's coming back. <laughs> That was so... The signal just went... Richard, we're so that sorry,
5: alright? That was just awful.
1: <laughs> what kind of Hufflepuff thing was that to do? The, the, it's just kind of oh, I, I, That was really funny. Hot.
3: That was mean. I, I, well, I, I don't know. So whether you're dressing... Oh, so you're dressing up as a death eater, right? I asked you that question. Sorry, I was a little frazzled there. I need to go take my back medication. <laughs>
0: hey, now my that that's my excuse for everything.
2: Yeah, I need to you take, my medicine.
0: <laughs> take my medicine. That's the excuse. That's the
1: Potterfuck Weekly excuse for everything. Sorry, I need to go take my medication. <laughs> you really
4: should
3: <laughs> Oh, okay, Tina, you're here. the only one left. Where are you going as? Yes.
4: Well, if I were to dress up, see, I'd want to go with someone like, say, Guinevere. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Whole Camelot yeah. thing. I like reading Merlin stuff. If my husband were to dress me up, it would be as Celine from Underworld.
1: There's a little, little difference
0: stuff. there. That's hilarious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. She's not going to lie? Oh, nope. Recorded, everyone.
1: She's not going to lie.
0: <laughs> About that. <laughs> About other stuff I will, and willingly. <laughs>
3: I'm Googling pictures.
0: Uh, have you oh never seen God. Underworld?
3: I've never seen Underworld. Okay. Do you oh, know who never Kate mind. Gotcha. Sale? Gotcha.
2: gotcha <laughs> yeah.
3: Gotcha.
1: Uh, my husband likes that very much. Okay.
4: <laughs> my husband is one of those people who needs to fall asleep with the TV on.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh-huh. So every night I go upstairs. He usually goes to bed before me because he gets up at the ungodly hour of 3.30 in the morning. So I go upstairs and every freaking night Underworld a- is on the DVD every night
3: nice now does he yeah. want you to have the guns too or is it I'm sure he does <laughs> that is so wrong because if you grew your hair out and you walk around in the ring and lost 30 pounds in six, minutes, 6 inches maybe no I think we could do this I think we could do this you kind of have yeah, like, no, have well, like I'm an I'm not Aaron familiar with
6: thing. Underworld is, Lee, is she like a sexy little outfit with
1: guns or something Wait, is that, that what i saying leather are.
8: involved
3: ah, <laughs> hold on okay. Set, Melinda I just sent you a link oh okay
1: think if my husband could choose, I would be Jessica Alba's character from Sin City.
4: Oh, yeah? Oh well, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got that. Yeah. Oh, um, um, very, very nice,
1: Tina. Okay, i got the picture here now.
4: But my
3: husband... It would <laughs> have oh, very well, well,
6: anyway, nice.
3: Well, <laughs> That's thing not about, me, by the way. The thing about Danielle and I is, and for the Farscape fans out there, if Danielle had to choose, I would be Brent, Ben Browder. And if... You know, if I got to choose, then you know Danielle would be Claudia Black. So I think we work together very well.
2: Aww, oh,
1: my Ryan likes her too. Uh-huh. <laughs> what
2: the hell was that?
1: <laughs> I think that was Ryan
3: drooling.
2: <laughs> 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 Hang on, let's
3: see if we can find some photos of this. one.
2: that's hilarious.
3: Are you gonna lie?
0: No. <laughs> Are
3: you going to lie? Just asking.
0: Right. Wow, I must say the same things over and over oh, Not
3: at all, Chi. We've never heard <laughs> never. that one before.
0: Never. Everybody knows their catchphrase. That's okay. You know what? I'm not going to
1: lie. It's a lot better than um.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like
3: me. <laughs> Let's talk about this. How does it, like, like, what about you- it from the fanfiction angle? I'm just curious before we get back to the canon. Now, I've read a lot of fanfictions. It doesn't seem as though... I mean, but Halloween in, in, in everything seems to be such a backdrop. It sets the mood. It sets, you know, the like the ambiance, but it doesn't really matter much, you know, plot-wise. It could easily have been, you know, Harry's birthday, it could easily have been Christmas. It, it, it just happened to be Halloween. And when stories, especially fanfics, try and—well, obviously only fanfics—but when they try to incorporate Halloween and when they try and incorporate legend and when they try and, and when they try and make it about Halloween, you know, aside from just being a regular date, it seems to fall flat in its face.
4: Well, you're right because yeah. it, it should be there just to set the mood, as it does in the canon.
3: So we can basically yeah. agree that Halloween, in and of itself, doesn't really matter that much.
4: No, unless it's
2: like a unless
6: Halloween it matter because such big things happen, but they're not, you know, the story is kind of a, it's not just the fact that it's Halloween that these big things happen to happen on. Yeah. Like, um, serious. He tried to get into Gryffindor Tower at the first Halloween when he carved up the picture of the fat lady.
3: All right, so that's the third one. The second one is the death day party. Yep. What happens after the death day party? Harry, here's the parcel time. Um, and
4: they found someone petrified. No, Harry hears
6: this—the the parcel time through the walls only. He doesn't know what it is.
3: You can tell me but, do our research beforehand. On, Fourth year, nothing really.
6: <laughs> oh, We've read the book. Back we to the Third year on Sirius. You know. <laughs>
3: well, i just like, can we talk about Sirius? Actually, so, you know but, what? No,
1: let's have a point about here, this.
6: So. Yeah, it was well. But, plus, I just like Sirius. But anyway, um, he tried to—he carved up the fat lady. I mean, he really messed up her portrait. But I was wondering if. Maybe it was the fact that it was Halloween—is the why he was so on edge that night too. I mean, not that—I mean, he must have known he wasn't going to really be able to get in that he, she was going to ask him a password or whatever. But he kind of obviously flipped out on her. But I was wondering that, if that's, that's
4: true, Melinda. That, obviously, that date would have significance to him too. And I never thought yeah, of it that way because he
6: not only lost James and Lily, but that's uh, he d- ended up losing his own life, really.
0: Yeah, oh, very wow. much so. He. uh
3: I never thought
0: of that. And like we've I've heard people make arguments that, you know, well that just goes to show you well, I mean and it also kinda helps you remember if you go back to that book, you know, that Sirius isn't very stable mentally. So no. yeah. understandably. I mean, after yeah. I think
6: it's gotta have some effect on you. Oh sure, yeah.
3: And after yeah. that, really, what about four, five, and six? Does Halloween really play a role into those books?
6: Four is the start of the Triwizard
1: tournament where the Harry's name comes out of the goblet.
3: That was on Halloween. Yes, That's I think
1: we okay. can all agree that was the beginning of something pivotal. yeah
3: well, well, that, that was. The, was, that, that, and that, was that was a very important night in 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 the course of the story. That was the first time Dumbledore threw Harry into a trophy case. Yes.
2: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, had to
3: go there. A little asterisks next to that one, and come back to that one later.
6: But also, back in Chamber of Secrets, when he heard the Parseltongue, that was almost an awakening of the powers that. The, or the Horcrux that Voldemort put in him exactly 10 years, or what was it? 11 years by that point before that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: I
6: never thought of it that way. Melinda, guide us. <laughs> See, I obsess over this way too much. I told you.
3: Yeah, and then sixth year, you said before, was Katie Bell, and the attack on Katie Bell in Hogsmeade. I just jumped over fifth yeah. year for some godforsaken reason, yeah. but whatever.
6: I, I don't, fifth and sixth year, I couldn't come up with anything really, any, I mean, fifth year you could understand, because that whole book was kind of nothing was going normal in that book but sixth year again i couldn't think of really anything that significant i'm not even sure that the katie bell was actually on halloween it just
3: yeah i mean it doesn't seem as though i mean when when you look at the story i mean you can see you know very deliberate bookends like you know the, the 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 tournament you know quote unquote at the end of philosopher's stone versus you know the trial at the end of you know, Deathly Hallows that the trio had to go through. I mean, that was a bookend, and and there were deliberate bookends throughout the series. I just don't get the sense that Halloween in and of itself was meant to be this binding, you you know, story throughout the I mean, she always referenced Christmas. She always referenced, well, I don't know, what other holidays do they have? Obviously, Thanksgiving is not a holiday. I mean. Yeah. Is, is, is there a holiday that involves some type of flag or, you know, be nice to your mailman day or...
6: Well, Halloween has the, the spooky, you know, the witches, the whole, I, I think that's just why. It, yeah, I mean,
3: I just get the Halloween sense that, is the it's, this is awful to say during our Halloween episode, but, you know, I, I, I just don't get that sense that, that Halloween was meant to be this, you know, very deliberate, you know, Symbol, but I think that what it means for Harry is huge. I mean, like we said, you know, it's the tenth anniversary of his parents' death. It's it's the day that you know he he returned to Godric's Hollow. It's the day that you know all of these you know you know different events occurred in his life. I mean, I don't know which
6: story, which story or series was it that like on Halloween it was either real ghosts or maybe it was vampires, maybe it was Buffy, but but on (laughs) Halloween was the night that the real ones didn't come out because you know, all the, the, the fake muggles not even muggles, the fake people were out dressed so that, that that it wasn't Harry Potter, but it was something else that did something like that. That Halloween was the one night that none of them would go out.
3: Oh, wasn't that the um what that what that was the was that a movie with It was Adam. Uh, what's what? the movie I'm thinking of with with, with the head Yeah, with the head witch from Sister Act, the funny the the, goo, the goofy witch.
0: Oh um The heavy
3: set witch from Sister oh, Act. Oh my
0: god, hocus
4: tokus Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Movie. Was that what you were talking about? If not, that
6: was a funny I movie.
4: don't think we that's... Should- no, that, that's- <laughs> no, I think it might have been Buffy
6: the Vampire Slayer, actually, I think. You God, know that, what, Melinda? I think I right, vampires- used to
4: watch Buffy, and I think that was... The real vampires wouldn't come
6: out on, on Halloween, yeah. I think.
3: I just have to tell everybody, too, that I mailed Jen you know, a package a few months ago, so she mailed some stuff back to me. And I can't help but notice that when I sent her a package with, like, four or five things in it, I got one back with, you know, five or six things in it. I can't help but notice that I didn't mail her a copy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but a copy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer seems to have come back from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) And I really can't explain what led to that discrepancy, but I'm holding in my hand the first season of Buffy. Nice. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. Now, I was actually told I shouldn't start with the first season. Really? Really? Why? Because usually first seasons of TV shows tend to suck because they don't really yeah, have a Yeah, but then
4: you won't know all the no, characters. You, you, need the you, you need the whole Buffy-Angel thing. Mm.
3: All right, so mm. Melinda and Tina, you can vouch for Buffy. You're a big Buffy fan. Oh,
6: yeah, Buffy's cool. cool. We were, yeah. And,
3: and Star Wars, apparently, too.
4: Well, yes. not so much, but... I yeah, love well, Star Wars. I, love I, was Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I'm not, like... Well, I, to be honest, when I
6: was a kid, when it was out, oh, when it was new, okay, it was we amazing. It was really it. And now. Everything. I look at it, and I kind of go, uh, "What was you know?" I I don't know. I, I mean, I still like it, but it, it's not now that you get the other effects and the other. Now it's kind of like you know, a ship <laughs> flowing on a black screen. It's not, ahead
4: of its
1: time, yeah, though.
6: It was at the time because there never had been anything like it, so it was amazing.
3: I saw it in the freaking
4: theater. In the, the freaking the
6: theater.
3: <sighs> Melinda, were you I on a I date like with nine. your future husband at the time? No,
6: I, when it first came out, I was, I don't know, I was probably 10 and I went with my family and it was at the drive-in and we watched it on the, the, you know, and literally the way we used to do it was I had a really great neighborhood growing up. There was a gazillion kids and the neighbors were all close and friendly and we actually liked each other. So we would do the drive-in on Friday night, the whole neighborhood, we'd go together, we'd take our cars, we'd park in a row and go to the drive-in. The kids would be in each other's car. It was, it was a great neighborhood. Oh my
3: God, you could never do that today. That's so sad. <laughs> There's no
6: more drive-ins.
3: Well, no. If you did that today, when you, like that's when they burglarize all your houses. Kids are all. <laughs> I mean, good God.
6: But the Star Wars, I can remember it because literally nobody moved, nobody breathed, nobody. You know, we were just mesmerized by this thing. It was it was very cool.
4: It, it will because <laughs> we didn't Our, have anything like that. Before, we never but had it.
6: anything like it. It was
4: it was before um, it, Star Wars. Know. There wasn't anything like that. There
6: was no science fiction really even, nothing like that. Nothing with all those special effects and but it was like everyone, you know, of course it didn't take long for everyone to have sticks in their hand with lightsaber battles everywhere, but it was it was fun.
3: Well it's kinda of like the same thing <laughs> too with it's like with your kids playing Quidditch in the backyard. It's
6: I love to hear them do that. I love to hear It's so funny. You know, they get sticks and they pretend they're riding brooms and I hear them, throw me the craffle, throw me the quaffle, you know, and it's just, it's so funny to hear them using those words and the spells, they know all the spells and it's, it's really funny.
3: Yeah. It's like one of the things too, it's like, it's like when you, when I think of, you know, Harry Potter, one of the things that jumps at me is that, you know, it's meant to, without having Joe say it, it's meant to be thought of is something which muggles you know picked up on the wizarding world over time and that's why we know a little bit about you know wizarding customs but we don't get everything quite right like we get there are witches we get you know they ride brooms and we get you know abracadabra but it's like a game of telephone and that i like the way that joe just created that you know world based around halloween because it really does seem like it's something that, that you know, people just kind of screwed up and got the words wrong and misconstrued things and it was passed down from generation to generation. And it seems more real that way. You know, and I love the fact that, you know, guys, you know, fly around on brooms and there's, you know, like there's an entire like, you know, like infrastructure and, you know, sporting events based around it. And, you know, Avada Kedavra is the killing curse, which, you know, is very action oriented and, you know, people would repeat it, you know, and so, so I I, I just I, I like the way she kind of incorporated it into the story, and again, I'm just very glad that she didn't go for you know like a like a St. Patrick's Day kind of leprechaun <laughs> thing because I think that would have really lost. I'm sure, our she interest. considered it. Yeah, th- yeah. that would. Have, I feel that would have lost my interest very early on. <laughs> like like I know, for example, that Richard's already dropped off, so I know that you know, <laughs> he definitely never would have made it through that.
0: Oh, Poor guy. He's a. Uh... Not here to defend himself.
3: <laughs> Where the hell are Richard, now? are you there? I'm Richard? Richard? <laughs> are you editing the hogshead? What are you doing over there?
5: <laughs> no, I was looking through HBP for Halloween references. <laughs> you can tell, like, we should have done that before the episode, but we,
6: we would much rather talk but about it. But could more. you find it? No, because I did do that, but there wasn't.
5: There isn't I, any. The, it goes straight Katie from. The email is
6: mentioned. It's right around the October time, but it doesn't give an actual anything that happens on. Halloween.
5: Yeah, there's nothing. There's like, the Katie Bell thing was two weeks into October, and then it goes to like, apparently Slughorn's having a Christmas party next week.
6: <laughs> and then Order of the Phoenix was the same Jealous. way. It was around the time where they went to the Hogshead, um to, to get the DA together, but it, it there's no actual, this happened
3: on Halloween there. These books are very poorly written. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh wow.
3: Can you map the? Oh, come on! Like he is the celebrity now. We all know that Melinda is the is the high profile celebrity in the room. Come on!
4: to Melinda.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <everybody. laughs>
4: Are you all
3: right? Melinda. <laughs> it is funny Good. I've repeated this and this is what this podcast is doing to me literally I am Richard Dreyfus from What About Bob on my downward spiral because of this podcast that is the second time in as many weeks I have made a very profound statement <laughs> the first time I made a very profound statement Meg was
2: like oh you're so cute <laughs>
3: and now I make another profound statement it's like haha, you said Melinda <laughs>
2: I can't concentrate and not take it. I feel like I'm having <laughs> an intellectual discussion with Homer Simpson. Come on.
0: Hey, uh, Ryan, that's better than me stopping the podcast to tell a joke about lesbians, which was really funny, but probably not appropriate. <laughs> I had to
3: cut it because I sounded so pissed. <laughs> you have to understand. For those you guys don't know yet, this is the episode that's coming out in the morning. The, the thing was, she would go on mute for, for stretches of the podcast because she'd have people around her or whatever. And it, it was hard for the, for the camaraderie of the podcast because she would be disappearing for 45 minutes of the stretch. So, <laughs> I, I ta- so I talked to she and I said, you know, you have to stop going on mute. You have to, you know, have to you know, stay in the conversation. She's like, all right, I understand. In the next podcast, she's ordering a pizza. In the middle of the podcast. And we can hear her ordering the pizza in the middle of the podcast. And it's a little distracting. So finally, I'm, I'm at the end of the episode and I make this brilliant point for talking about like a year like none other and I'm doing dream analysis and it's fascinating. And I'm in the middle of a point and all of a sudden you hear laughing. And I'm like, it's not funny. I don't
2: know why she's laughing and she's like, can I tell you a story
3: about lesbians?
2: <laughs> okay. To be fair,
0: I have rules about podcasting in my house. Nobody is supposed to talk to me when I'm podcasting. But like all rules, these get broken on a very frequent basis. So what had happened was my sister had come in and told me a really funny joke about lesbians. And I felt like I had to share it because she was standing over me with a book over my head going, tell them or I'll hit you upside the head with this book. So I told it's a joke and I got in trouble, but that was the week that I was eating. <laughs> that I was, had bad cheese. So, that's okay then. <laughs> How did we start the
3: bad cheese thing anyway? I have no idea where that originated from.
4: Well, cause you were uh, grumpy a few weeks ago.
3: Yeah.
8: Yes. You had grumpy pants on.
3: Richard is so scared now, he has his own podcast and they are on topic, he's like, dude, I'm just checking it out. What's it.
0: <laughs> really... <laughs> Like, you're not ever really in trouble, though. That's what I think is hilarious. is, like when you bring people in to, like, talk to us about something that's going in on the forums, <laughs> they're always, like, shaking in their boots. And then they get tackled by Jen. Hi!
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: we're just, as a group, we're just not very collectively intimidating, I have to say. <laughs> no, we're not. It's
3: like, as a group, like, I still, like, usually, like, if you go to, you know, these websites, there's usually, like, the admins who are in charge, and then there's, like, you know, like, the people. Do the thing, like the podcast or whatever, are never there. Like if you go on the forum, I still sort you, and it's really annoying. But I still do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were
6: busy yeah. today.
3: Did you? Well, no, I was. Did you uh,
1: were a little grumpy uh,
3: pants uh, today. Well, I was in I was in the. <laughs> late, I was in the late, phrases late. are lame too. No, I had had a meeting this morning at nine thirty, and it was like at like eight. 15, I logged into the forum really fast to sort the one or two people that we usually have left over, and there was like 15 freaking new people that joined. (laughs) So I'm like, the headmaster has to go to a very important meeting of the government, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then I finished, and then I checked my email, and seven more people, like, requested to be sorted from there. I'm like, fine!
2: Everyone's a Hufflepuff! (laughs) <laughs> everybody, <laughs> that's not fair.
3: <laughs> the Slytherins must be going ballistic. They're like, "But we're the most popular. Why are there no?" Uh, Richard, yes. is there anything you'd like to talk about?
2: <laughs> Hi, Richard. Hey,
5: everybody.
3: <laughs> we,
2: I have to ask,
3: what are you doing this evening?
5: <laughs> well, uh, I was doing some editing, but I was like, "Well, let me come and talk to these crazy people." Oh,
4: God. That would be us. We're
3: so glad you did. We're so glad. You did.
5: <laughs> I even knew right before this episode. just
0: basking and basking in the fact that there's other testosterone in the room.
3: <laughs> oh, I am. Well, last week we had Oz, and and luckily I think he's going to come back. Do you know Oz mailed me books? I'm very excited about that, man.
4: Ryan is, of, is like Charlie of Charlie's Angels. You know, he's Charlie, and then you know just the voices and Charlie. Angel-
8: yeah, uh. Oz is
4: Oz.
6: Ra- Oz Raven, I think is the yes. name of the phone. Is that right? right. Yep. Okay, Bravon. so you said he have a Slytherin representation there.
3: Yep, yeah. He was our was he Definitely. our first Slytherin on the podcast?
4: I think so. Probably. Sounds right.
3: Well, I I last include Robert. Well Robert's a Hufflepuff.
1: No, Robert's a Robert's Slytherin,
3: <laughs> oh, Robert, isn't he? <laughs> no, Not Mr. Robert from Slytherin,
4: Officially.
2: Josh yeah, is a Hufflepuff. A Hufflepuff.
3: It, they're all Hufflepuffs. All the spellcasters or spellcasters yeah. or whatever calling them this week whatever, are Hufflepuffs.
1: <laughs> they are, but I told him that he's a Slytherin. That's
2: true. He all can't right.
1: be. He's what, a
3: puffman. Okay. What else do we all want to talk about tonight? Because I just think this is our week off from fanfiction night.
4: I have a Halloween fanfic to we recommend.
3: And just so you know, too, I'm going to like interlace this entire conversation with like voicemails and whatever, and just it will just showcase how completely off-topic we are, too. And I just find that fascinating. <laughs> stuff. Yes. Okay, Richard and she, you're talking for the next five minutes. Go. Why are we? Talking so, about? um,
5: you're the two most quiet people in the book. <laughs> well, I think I Voldemort is an awesome character. And, no,
0: uh, oh, I hate Voldemort. I think he's one of the worst written characters in the books, to be quite honest with you. Ooh. I don't, well, I find the things that he has to do. I think that, um, Voldemort hits his peak in, uh, Goblet of Fire. That's when he's creepiest. Um, when he is, he has to do the whole thing with the blood of the serf, or, or, or flesh of the serpent, no, flesh of the father, Blood of the Enemy and something of the, the Servant, whatever it is.
3: <laughs> Have you read the uh, book any
0: time in the last father,
4: <laughs> Blood of the Enemy, Flesh of the
2: Servant.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think that's creepy when he chops off Voldemort. That uh, whole
2: scene years. was
6: really scary. That whole graveyard uh, scene. In the really?
2: movie? Oh Not my the God. movie, the book.
6: I remember the reading, reading book. the book. Because I, I didn't start the book on, on book one. Um, Goblet of Fire was already out when I started reading. And
2: oh,
6: I remember, really, yeah, because oh. um, my son got invited to a, a Harry Potter party when he was in preschool. And I was like, all right, fine. You know, so I got a little wizard costume and, and someone said, oh, is he Dumbledore? And I didn't even know who Dumbledore was. But all the moms at this, this party, they all knew the whole story. They knew the characters, the whole thing. So the next day was a rainy day and I was like, all right, I'm going to get this book and see what they're talking about. And I finished the book that night, so I went back to the library the next day, finished Chamber of Secrets the next day, and so it was just, you know, I was lost from there. But I remember reading Goblet of Fire, and I was talking to my sister-in-law on the phone, and I found out after that that she was really into it, and, and I was, she called, and I was at the end of the graveyard scene, and so I wasn't really, she's was like, what are you doing? You're not, cause I wasn't really answering her, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And she said, I, I was like, you know, I'm at the end of the book now. Oh, what's happening? I was like, well, they just got to the graveyard. And she's like, oh, call me back as soon as you're done. That is. happened to me.
2: <laughs> no,
3: no, that happened to me. I was reading. I got the um one through four. I got, um you know, Philosopher's Stone Up to Goblet as a college graduation gift in May of three, And I think that order came out in June or July. And I had read up to Goblet. But I was still reading Goblet in my hand as I answered the door because Order had been delivered, so I got Order while I was still on four. And I was Danielle and her mother had finished Order while I was still reading Goblet, and I was in her kitchen. And I was getting to the graveyard scene, and they were they wanted to see my reaction to the whole crouch thing. But I remember I had just gone to the graveyard scene. And they literally sat down and watched me read. It was kind of annoying.
2: <laughs>
6: I but I remember, re- I mean, my palms were sweating. I could, my heart was beating, and I was like, okay. I- uh, this is supposed to be a seven-book series. I know it is, but how, there's no way he can live through this. He's going to how's she going to kill her hero in book four? How's he going to get out of this? I was I, I was literally I, I thought it was a wonderful scene.
0: It was it was very it's scary. It's one of my favorite Goblet scenes in the is, whole series.
4: It was really think, really good. I think *Goblet the of Fire* in the, in the
0: in a, *Order of the Phoenix*. Goblet of Fire*
1: was so amazing that I, when I read *Order of the Phoenix*, I was disappointed. Like now, when I look back on it, I really like it. But *Goblet of Fire* I think is my second favorite of the books. I really think after movie, *Deathly Hallows*.
3: I can't. You know, this is, I read an article a while ago about how the movies are really screwing up the experience of reading for people because now every time you read, you know, the, the book, you see Maggie Smith and you see, you know, Richard Harris.
11: Or I don't. Or
3: anything, I do. I I I have to see. I have to see Maggie Smith. You know, when I think Really? Song, I do. I mean, yeah. That's, wow.
1: That's, that's the true. only I character I okay. see is um,
3: yeah, is
1: Gilderoy Lockhart.
8: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what's
1: <laughs> kind of? Did such a good job on that. Whenever I read Chamber of Secrets, now I totally see him. But otherwise, well, of I of course, read the when books he. With him. Movies. He's
0: Kenneth brown. Like, when has he ever done a bad job in a movie? Like, seriously. True. When has Maggie um, Smith ever done a bad job in a movie? Let's be honest. Maggie yeah, Smith
3: I... is a lot older than I thought Maggie Smith was. I'm sorry, she's a lot younger than I thought she was. I thought she was uh, like, yeah. 76 right now. I think she's. No, like...
0: She's like. See something? No, she's she's, like, she's about as she's young like as 71.
3: From... She's like 71 now, but she looks a lot older.
0: Oh, I don't think so.
1: I just yeah. she's
3: a fabulous actress. I just thought she was a lot older. She was, like,
1: that's so strange that you imagine the the actors as the characters when you're reading the books.
6: I do for some of them. Some of them I see. No, not the actors, but just how they're they're physically how they look is how I picture the characters. But not all of them. Some of them, some of them, I just have the, my own image that, that stays. Yeah, right. I
0: have my own Jenny. Yeah, Jenny to... looks nothing
6: like like movie Jenny.
1: No. I have Rupert Grint in my mind though, but that's by oh
3: choice. no, Rupert Grint. I, I I can't see any Rupert Grint in the movies. I'm sorry. The, the, the <gasps> yeah, to be movies. honest,
6: I don't. No, I don't see Rupert as Ronnie. I, I see. Oh, see, I think he's the Harry, most talented
1: of the three I of them. I see.
6: Amber, Amber I'm sorry, but <laughs> eleven.
3: No, but what they did was they gave Rupert Grant really bad cheese, you know, right before they filmed *Philosopher's Stone* <laughs> and said, "Save this," and eat it over the course of the next seven years. Brian, <laughs> he,
1: you haven't seen *Order of the Phoenix* though, and to be fair, he uh-huh. is he a lot oh better. Brian, no,
4: no, not it. No, this, <laughs> this is why I haven't seen oh, It's not him. It's the writing and the direction.
3: This is Melinda. This is why I haven't seen it. I got the dub. At, the, be, at <laughs> the end of *Goblet of the Fire*. They completely screwed up the graveyard scene, and it just—I've never been able to slide back into the movie since. I'm sorry. When what? wormtail I was pretty. Good. When Wormtail, it was fantastic. Okay, Wormtail yeah. was making a tossed salad in that cauldron. He's like a little bit of this, a little bit of this. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, wasn't. it was like, <laughs> well, I have never we're seen someone so calmly cut, you cut are off titties. their hand. Yeah. No. No. I, no.
4: In fairness, you should see
3: the end I'm of Order of the Phoenix. It was
4: Voldemort amazing. Portable. You're trying to make that like Voldemort with the bullhorn.
3: Well, yes. Yes, that is true. Uh, Here's my thing. I've never... The the movies for me are not nearly as good as the books, and because of that, the movies unfortunately cloud the book. Like, I have difficulty thinking of Sirius Black without seeing Gary Oldman. I have difficulty...
0: Really? Because I don't have a problem with that at all. (laughs) I (laughs) see Gary
1: Oldman.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a problem because you do so willingly?
1: <laughs> um, I hear yes, you, G. I, I do, hear you. Uh,
0: I like Gary Oldman. He's a nice-looking older man. I'm just saying. Um, just like the- I actually
1: like thinking of Snape when I think of movie Snape.
0: <laughs> okay, like oh
2: yeah, my God, that does Alan nothing
0: Friedman
1: for me.
6: Snape. That's absolutely the- how I do picture Snape. I know, but... Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, yeah, so- so- Snape's not.
0: He gives that 60. About, um, how I can um, see? I
1: choose bottle, not to put a
0: stopper in death and bottle whatever. That is a really his voice. Oh, has got the perfect. Wonderful temper wonderful yeah. For yeah, Snape, it- it's amazing. That is the speech that that sparked a thousand smut fix.
2: <laughs> I have to tell <laughs> you. <laughs>
3: Uh, Richard right now is filing his taxes
2: for <laughs> <the> next <laughs> year. He's going to jumpstart. No,
1: way no way I way don't. Way I way choose not to like think
6: of S- playing Snape yeah. way more than I like Snape. I, I, I exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly, which is Careful. why I don't think of Alan. Hey, Snape you went when off on one big happy family, Richard. All bets are off. I can tell you what I. Hey, expect.
5: wait! You guys kicked me out of the room. We can help a I brought you back
3: four <laughs> seconds later. Stop whining about
2: it. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay. Hufflepuff oh, self tonight.
4: I don't know what happened. Oh, Melinda, what was it? A cu- was it yesterday on in the Hufflepuff room? We were saying how yeah, we're so cutthroat. Yeah, and then we apologize for it. <laughs>
3: No, That's what was fair. it? We're 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 talking about Harry Potter Survivor and we're planning our next move and then Tina comes up like Melinda is the general in there and she's she
2: like, has, Yeah, I'll cut her Melinda yeah.
3: Melinda has like, you know, like the like the bullets, like the little thing of bullets around her, you know, like neck, you know, to rearm her <laughs> rifle as she goes out and guns down like Arthur Weaver. She's Lara Croft. And then you have well. and then you have Tina timidly raising her hand. Can't everyone just live? <laughs> You guys are so funny.
2: <laughs> that's what it's like in the Hufflepuff
0: common room. What's really funny is that like I have to say the that, that sorting quiz does an amazing job because we have the very Hufflepuffiest Hufflepuffs yes. and the, the very Slytherinist Slytherins. Well that's why I love and,
3: we, That's why I love
0: I the
2: think,
3: form so much is that people fit in there. Houses. Yes. Slytherins should not be in Gryffindor. Well except
2: for <laughs> Richard. <over> Richard <laughs> Richard, <laughs> a,
3: Richard not only is the anomaly, he's the head of the he's a department head. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I didn't know I could request another
5: house.
3: You can't I didn't request know that. another house. I won't let you do. That. Oh yeah, it's in the Did you read
5: the thing before you like, took
2: Yeah. No, you, can
5: request like, whatever house to com- you want To be completely honest, when I first joined, like back in June Melinda's like, hey, they're doing my fit. Come over, join. You can get sorted. So I was like, hey, I wonder what house I'll get. So I came over and did the test, and I log back in for like another month. So then I came back. I was like, well, I guess I can deal with Gryffindor, whatever. Do you
3: want me to whatever. read you the directions to taking the sorting quiz? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right.
6: No, Richard, you belong in Gryffindor. You I don't... <laughs> have
3: only turned down one person who has requested a different house. Really, I've only I've only rejected one person. Well, every like here's the thing: like usually, like if it's their second place and they have a very convincing story why they want to be in the other house, I'll do it. Or if it's even if it's like a close third, but they've got an excellent reason, you know? Okay, you convince Con- me, but it's there's an
1: excellent reason. No,
3: like I had someone who um, their second, their first was say Slytherin, and their second and third was say like Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. And third was Ravenclaw, but only by a couple of points, and they really wanted Ravenclaw, and they had a great reason why Ravenclaw was better for them, and toned down their more, you know, conspiratorial you know, nature, <laughs> and, you know, pressed up, you know, their, you know, you know, intellectual elitism, you know, Lady Chi, you know, like that... <laughs> who's, a, who's a department head you know and, and I'm like okay I'll, I'll let that go through there's only one person who made the dumbest argument I've ever heard in my life and I completely I actually stamped denied on their request
2: <laughs> really yeah. you well, bad
3: boy you. Well, well that was it was actually Jen
6: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> Oh, please don't tell me Jen wanted to be in Slytherin, did she? She did. She really did.
2: (laughs) Oh, my
3: God. I'm like, you're a Care Bear. Ravenclaw.
1: (laughs) You're a Care Bear. She's a Care Bear that reads some strange
3: fiction.
4: (laughs) Her Care Bear wears leather. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Exactly. I'm nervous to go to Jen's house There's someday. I'm like, I mean, like walking, why are there women? She's on the an walls? angst
0: care bear. She's like a grumpy bear, a sleepy bear, and Jen is smutty bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh yay!
1: Jen has a new name!
0: <laughs> well we have, we have Huggles and Smucky Bear now, or Smutty Bear
2: now. <laughs> Huggles! <laughs> I,
0: I love that analogy. I use that all the time about Ryan and Jen being two teddy bears. <laughs> like,
3: well, you should see us when we fight, and we fight sometimes, and it's the funniest freaking thing you've ever seen. Because it's I like, know it's the most pathetic arguments you've ever seen in your life. I mean, we you just, apologize
4: like, to each other after fighting, like every line. Oh, well, I'm
3: sorry. But very, we, we we very politely argue.
4: I got in. I had an argument with
0: Jen the other day, and I never thought that would happen. But I did have my first argument with Ryan too, so I guess that would be that makes sense.
3: <laughs> Oh, come so, on. You're, that was an argument?
0: That was a discussion, I guess.
3: She, it was a discussion. This is exactly cheese response. <laughs> I need to take a few minutes and be by myself. She went and did the dishes, came back, everything was fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I did. I got upset, and I said, I'm going to go take five minutes, and I'll come back. And I came back, and Ryan's like, what did you do? And I was like, I did the dishes. Okay. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs>
3: And then luckily her toilet flooded moments later and she forgot about the whole damn thing.
2: Something's wrong. Houston, we have a problem.
3: Okay, we're going a little explicit at this point, so we need everyone under the age of 18 to jump ahead a little bit. We have a lot of good stuff for you to listen to. Don't worry about anything you're going to miss. We're just going to talk about escrow accounts and mortgage payments. Uh, Jump ahead. If you hear Jen uh, reading a fanfic, you can back up a little bit. If you hear, you know, Lady Chi coming on to Richard, back up a whole lot. If you hear us all laughing and Melinda kind of crying a little bit, a little bit forward. Thanks. Thanks. Something's wrong. Houston, we have a problem. All right. While we have Melinda here, can we please get her some smut to read? <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: What kind do
3: you want?
0: Let's go pull up
2: the <laughs> one you're
5: reading right now. Has,
1: like, his favorite is probably just full of like the weirdest pairing smut ever. So
6: yeah, no, no no, no,
3: no, no, no not going there. If we can you're get welcome. Melinda to re- to repeat the following <laughs> phrase, "quivering member," I think we can get the point.
0: Oh my God, you guys, seriously, I'm at Walmart the other day with my sister. How does that remind you of
3: Walmart with your sister?
0: <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. And I'm looking for a new romance novel to get because I have to, I buy a new one like every couple of days because I have a really bad problem. And um, Oh my so goodness. I was, just, like, I was like reading the back of, backs of them and my sister goes, why does this always take you so long? You've oh, You've read every single one of them in one form or another and I'm like, but I'm looking for a very specific storyline and she goes, what? The one that goes, and then he thrust his sobbing member into her <laughs> over and over and over again, like in the middle of Walmart.
2: <laughs> just like, <laughs> like,
0: cracking up. <laughs> like, oh my god, that one. <laughs> they're staring at me. Oh my god, it was the funniest thing ever. So your sister writes smutty yeah. fanfiction, does she? No, 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 she doesn't write smutty fanfiction. Melinda, I have a
3: question. Do you have a smut lockdown? What? (laughs) I didn't know what it meant either. It was a question that she and and Meg posed to each other on the podcast.
0: My my (laughs) sister was off the record that she reads much more academic things than I do, which makes sense. It does. Because she's getting like five degrees, and I'm getting one.
3: (laughs) She, could you please explain to Melinda the definition of a smut lockdown, please?
0: Um, a smut lockdown is what you do right before you read a smut fic and you don't want anybody to know, like, you turn all the lights off and you close your bedroom door. and you. Like,
2: Get a glass it's very line. important.
0: Well, the, thing, the reason
1: why this was brought up was because we were on the podcast and Jen was like, sorry, you guys, I have to lock all the doors and like, turn down all the blinds and she's doing all these things. And I was like, okay, so we're in full smut lockdown now. Right? right, which is when we went into
0: penis discussion. So obviously, <laughs>
1: one lady which obviously,
0: which obviously, you were not mature enough to handle <laughs> because.
5: Moving on, all we heard you, on those
0: terms was, <laughs> was like. We're moving <laughs> on now.
5: Richard very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Richard <laughs> is uncomfortable.
5: Richard is <laughs> here? What? Come
0: what? on. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Richard was showing off. Never mind, I'm not going to say anything. I'm done, (laughs) Steve.
4: We all know what Richard was showing
3: off. May the record show that Melinda has has not responded to the question about the smut lockdown. If
1: if Uh, Melinda says quivering member right now for the benefit of the podcast, how many points will Hufflepuff get?
3: How many points does Hufflepuff want?
1: (laughs) A thousand. I'll get
3: a hundred. Come
1: on now, that's crazy points inflation.
3: I will give seventy-five points yeah, to Hufflepuff. Yeah, I hate Melinda if, Mo- if Melinda says quivering member right now, one hundred. No, hold on. This is—we so- can't just have a quivering member. We have to have a. Let's read have a an paragraph.
6: auction. Are you supposed to be talking about Halloween.
3: We, we determined there was nothing. <laughs> wow,
1: yesterday. she won't
6: I'm even. I'm sure there are quivering members on Halloween. <laughs>
0: Someone
1: Hufflepuff. needs
3: to give Melinda a paragraph from a smut fic if she reads it. I will give Hufflepuff <laughs> points. Let me go find one. Oh. Hang on. All right.
0: Let's go to seventeen, <laughs> clumsy and shy. Go
3: get, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Oh my god, It's yeah,
0: like
4: a really, She likes that one.
0: Yeah, she there does.
4: So that'll help, right? Melinda? No. Oh.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Halloween. I'm
3: supposed to be
1: talking about Halloween.
5: Hold on. I'm getting. Hold
3: I on. Didn't do, I
6: wasn't doing this Smut Giving podcast, Brian.
3: I thought you were doing that one. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Um.
1: Well, then, <laughs> we're gonna, not doing the Smut Giving podcast, and we need to do this right now.
4: If Melinda's going to read Smut, then I need another <laughs> glass of wine.
5: <laughs> Tina, are you looking for any reason whatsoever to have another glass of wine?
4: No, not at all.
5: I've almost got one. Give me a second. I'm finding one that show probably not be so sick reading.
1: Oh,
6: God. Poor
3: Melinda.
1: Melinda
5: hasn't done this since she's been to like slumber parties
3: when she was 16 years old. We love you, Melinda. <laughs> Melinda. Melinda, you used to read Smut at slumber parties when you were 16 years old? No, but isn't that when you're dared to do all the things to get house No. What? What ha- okay, I've described what happens at parties for guys. What happens at 16-year-old girls' slumber parties?
4: You have yeah. boys over. <laughs> oh,
1: Tina, <laughs> maybe your 16-year-old girls' under
4: parties. <laughs> uh,
1: no. Don't okay. you just talk about boys? That's what
4: I remember. Yeah, it was well, just- that's like uh, the- 16, 12, 13, 14.
6: 12 and 13, that was more... Do you remember the little seances you used to do? Oh, in the Ouija tiny- board, and you do no—you could be- do those. With, um You'd make a story up of how they die, and you put the fingers underneath them. Oh, and you do the Bloody lift Mary them up with the fingers.
3: Oh, I did oh, the Bloody Mary. Right.
4: Thing. Uh, oh, that's freaky! I can't do that.
3: Here we that- go. To-
4: Speaking of Halloween, <sighs> <laughs> we did that once, and I swear something happened. It was the scariest. I thing
6: as did step
3: as a board light end.
4: as a feather. That's what it was. Ah. Oh. No, the bloody Mary to this day, I can't even think about it. I I get shivers right up and down my spine.
3: Well, I yeah, it's like I was talking to, to Megan and um, she about that in January earlier too. Like I just have like a weird, like I don't know, like like I just I tend to believe in like some of that stuff. So when stuff like that happens, I'm always like,
2: hmm.
3: <laughs> oh God, Richard is reading smut and he's
5: laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that.
3: What I'm
11: just out to to wow. loud. <laughs>
5: okay, that one right seriously? there. If sh- <laughs>
11: I pictured her reading it,
5: that, and I died.
0: Okay. okay, if Melinda won't read it, how many points do I get if I do it? <laughs> oh,
5: none.
3: Please.
0: <laughs> hey,
3: now. A, you're, in a, you're in such a good mood tonight. I'm sure you backed the thing out. Um, uh- Richard, <laughs> Richard, if you could, Richard, send it to, um, if you haven't done it already, send it to Melinda. as like a private thing, and we'll just... Or do the, okay. Oh, there it is. Hang on. Well,
6: I see it right here.
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> That's not that bad. Oh my god.
3: Excuse me, I have to lock a door. Okay,
2: I, to wait, I, I, to the okay, down.
5: I Let me ask something. I'll do it for fifty points without voices. For a hundred I'll do voices. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On the one hand, I'm afraid to hear that. On the other hand, points for Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: That's just That's wrong, crazy. making the
4: Hufflepuffs do it.
3: Melinda, you were under no legal point. requirement to do this. I just have
5: to... If Melinda does it, I'll give 150. No, we can't do 150. Anymore. Oh, come on.
3: That's this is-
4: waypoint inflation. We have to keep
5: yeah, it but- under... A- I'm like Bernanke. You can't have Okay, that if
4: anything money. was worth 150 points, that is. Exactly. He didn't She's silent before he sensed that she
8: wasn't fighting for climax, and he wanted to be inside her when that happened. The Next thing Ginny knew, Harry. And- That's so good. Go, 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 Harry had positioned himself above her, much between her legs. So Jesus.
9: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and- elbow. She, she likes
6: her
8: around his and her arms around his neck, even as they continued to kiss casually. Harry, I want you
2: to
5: <laughs> 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 Melinda's husband <laughs> just she came flying run. into the room going, what? <laughs> I've got to award the points right now.
3: Don't oh, well, tell people why.
5: It. Don't tell people why. <laughs> just say it's about Melinda, and she I'm did gonna, something I'm on gonna. the podcast with 150 points. I'm doing, I'm putting it in the, uh, pro- the, uh, private room points thing. I think Huffle- I
4: feel like when Harry met Sally in the diner
3: scene... Richard, yeah, b- Richard, before yeah, we have, like, anarchy By far in the, the form, best thing
1: I have ever say, heard on this
3: podcast. Say oh I God. authorize the 150 points so people aren't like, what? Like,
1: what? <laughs> you guys... Okay. Hold on! What is this going to
3: do to Hufflepuff, Melinda? I am so proud of you, Melinda. I am very, I am very proud of you. I hope your I husband wasn't listening, or else you're right going to have some questions to answer.
4: <laughs> She's hoping he was listening. <laughs> <laughs> there's the <Tito> we know. <laughs>
1: oh, there's the Tito That's anymore. what I was thinking. I just didn't want to say it. Melinda, do well,
2: you
3: need the hugs? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you okay? Gonna She's gonna don't throw up.
3: So Linda, my, my experience through fan fanfiction
5: has come full circle.
9: See <laughs> what you've done to me? <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, I just posted it. Let me know if you guys think that's okay.
1: What did you post?
5: <laughs> oh, crap. Now Hufflepuff's gonna be beating Gryffindor. Damn it.
1: And the Slytherin.
5: Woo-hoo. Damn it.
1: <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are in the lead for the house cup now.
5: Wow, this is amazing! I'm am so proud. Melinda, of you. you're awesome. I That is
0: so hilarious, Melinda, sweetie. You just made my like weak. <laughs>
5: yeah, my month L- the year, the year. That was the best thing ever.
3: Melinda, you've made us so happy. <laughs>
2: And how
4: <laughs>
3: pathetic is that? Well, Melissa, your microphone unfortunately <laughs> fell off when you were in the middle of it. So,
5: holy cow! I don't think Puffa Puff has ever had a thousand points, but we, we
3: have a thousand points now.
5: A Do thousand really? fifteen. A thousand fifteen. Oh, points. sir. And you're
2: beating we Gryffindor by getting...
5: almost a hundred.
3: No, this that is... that'll come back. That'll come back. That'll come back.
2: This is so. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I am
5: laughing with sound like glee right I have now. To, I, I, have say. To, I have to
3: post this in our common room just that we're winning because of Melinda. <laughs> no. Melinda, I think you're going to be the next head of house.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god.
4: Oh my
3: god. There's like, that's,
0: there's crazy. only four of you, right? There's only, no, actually <laughs> there's actually exactly a lot of active Hufflepuffs.
4: Active. No, we
0: Really?
8: We
4: have a lot of Hufflepuffs now. We have a lot of new Hufflepuffs. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole string of them that
0: just came in. I need to give more points out in my Ravenclaw common room. I don't give out points very often. I'm kind of stingy.
3: Yeah, uh, gee, as the head of Ravenclaw, what the hell happened to your house?
0: <laughs> what, what happened to my house? Couple what do you mean what happened to my house?
3: 1015, Slytherin 952, Gryffindor 922, Ravenclaw 530.
0: Okay, oh, we've my got a- gosh! Okay, we've gone over this. We're too busy trying to take over the world, all right? Like, we don't have time to concentrate on piddly little... <laughs> Highboard's Cotty List.
5: Does Ravenclaws have a history of doing that? Julia well, is reading private room
10: points. <laughs> oh no.
5: Oh no. She's be like, What no.
1: the hell is that? She's going to be so mad. She's very serious. So. Julia just PM'd
0: me. <laughs> was she like, What Did the hell? Least- She's like, Are you guys still podcasting? I went with kind of sorta. <laughs> why.
3: And yeah, that fits. Alright, this has been the most. Odd episode of Perfect Weekly we've ever had. I think the fact that you know Melinda just did what Melinda just did, I think proves that. We're going to end it here. Um, I hope you found our discussion of Halloween both enlightening. um, (laughs) I hope you found it educational. I hope you found you know that. I hope we have moved you in some in some heartfelt way. Um, And with that, good night and God bless you all.
0: Yay! Good night, everybody.
5: Hey, I just, I want to get a recording of uh, Melinda reading
2: that. <laughs> Say goodnight.
0: Good
12: Goodnight. 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 Hi, guys. Um, this is Adri from the forums. I just wanted to um, wish everyone a happy Halloween, and um, nothing. You guys are great. Love you, and see you in the forums. Bye. Hi, guys. Happy Halloween. I know everyone else is going to be having these hilarious messages or jokes, but... I really just wanted to say Halloween, 1981. That's when it all started. Okay, maybe that's not in real life. Maybe that's in the book. But think about it. Halloween, that was when Voldemort attacked Harry. That was when, in the books, this story started. This story that, in our world, has changed our lives in so many ways. I mean, I know that in my life, I don't, I don't even know what my life would be like right now without the phenomenon that this fandom has become and that these books have become. They have shaped who I am in so many ways. I think it's kind of fun to, on Halloween, instead of celebrating whatever's floating around in the air as ghosts or um, goblins or all that, just to think about this series and how this series has changed my life. And I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet because it's over, but in the same sense, I don't think it'll end. And this this podcast and these forums are a great example of that. I mean, our slogan is that where the story never ends, and I think that's something that it's felt by a lot of people in the fandom that this has really changed their lives, and they don't want it to end. This has been such a good experience; they really just want this fandom and these friendships to go on, and that's exactly the way I feel. These forums are, as Ryan said, incredible. We couldn't—I mean, it's like an act of God. I think was a direct quote, but. I mean, you go on there, and everyone is so friendly and so kind, and you feel at home within, like, a day, even not an hour. And another thing, I mean, about the forums, you make friends and you talk to people, and I just, I mean, this podcast is makes me laugh, makes me, you know, I'm in here lying in bed listening to it, biting my pillow to stop from laughing out loud, and I just want to say thank you for everything you do, and... Um, I know you go through so much work doing this and I just wanted to take this time to thank Ryan for spending every minute of his free time listening to us bug him to get the episode out and getting it out usually within a month of when it's supposed to be out on average and to Jen for just making everything hilarious and to Meg for, you know, having all the fun stories of having a two-year-old and defending Ron even when he seems indefensible and Kim and she and everyone who's on here and everyone on the forums and I just want to say hello and you guys are great and anyone who's not in the forums, come join. It's fantastic. So with that, happy Halloween. Don't get caught by too many ghosts and have a great night. Bye. Hey y'all, this is
13: Jules from the forum and I'm calling about uh for the Halloween episode and to tell you I guess my Favorite thing about Halloween, when I was growing up, my favorite thing about Halloween was that, that it's the day before my birthday, and so it was always cool because I could go trick or treating the night before my birthday, and then I'd have all this candy for the whole week after, and so it's like I got to celebrate my birthday for a whole week. So that was always uh, fun. Plus, you know, going around with a big old mob of kids up and down and and up and down the streets and um, knocking on doors and just getting to see everybody in their costumes. So. Now, less than part of Halloween is getting to take my kids' trick-or-treating, and um, that's just really fun just to see how excited they get when they get the candy. So, anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is June, a.k.a. Rihanna and May, again, from the forums, and this time I actually have a Halloween-themed voicemail. I was wondering, what has been your guys' favorite Halloween costume ever that you personally have dressed up as? Um... That's it, basically. And if you can hear chirping in this call, that's because I could get outside, just like Jen.
12: Bye. Love you guys. Hi, guys. This is Adri from the forums again. Um, I just wanted to say how much I loved the Halloween ball. That was tons of fun. Um, I have to give props to Dan for the um, PFW radio. That was awesome, and I think what takes the cake is really rye in the cannery. That was the best. So um, Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.
13: Hey, Puffla. This is June, a.k.a. Beyond May on the forums, again. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that I'm really excited for the Halloween ball, and if this podcast comes out after the halloween ball then i want to say great job because i'm sure that you all that you guys all did wonderfully okay um yes that was random i'm just really bored right now so
11: bye love you all hey poof it's julia uh happy halloween everyone uh i want to uh read for you now my little contribution to the halloween episode this is a uh a new take on a classic poem Uh, i hope you all like it it's called the pfw raven And it was written by me, with the assistance of Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "Tis some visitor I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was a month before December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor, Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, From iTunes, surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the want of more, For the rare and radiant podcast always leaves me wanting more, Nameless here, for evermore, And this silken, sad, uncertain lack of a little blue dot Thrilled me, filled me with impatient terrors never felt before, So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, Trick-or-treaters will soon be knocking at my apartment door, Costumed trick-or-treaters soon knocking at my apartment door, Candy, they'll be wanting more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating, then no longer. Pushed I the ref- refresh podcast button, your— And the fact is there was nothing. Headmaster Huggles was merely bluffing, bluffing about the episode's release. His fans are quite hardcore. He wanted to keep us waiting because we're so hardcore. White square there, and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peering, children's, children stood there wondering, fearing— Doubting, dreaming dreams of more candy than ever acquired before. But the lack of podcast was unbroken, and the darkness gave no token, and the only words there spoken were the whispered words, We implore. This, I whispered, Ryan, release the podcast, we implore. Merely this, and nothing more. Once again I pushed the button, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in the box appeared the little blue dot from the saintly days of yore. Excellent, then I muttered. My little heart began to flutter. Surely we wouldn't have to sit and wait there any more. Very surely we wouldn't have to sit and wait there any more. Sit and wait, and nothing more. Then this little blue dot beguiling, my said fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. It was then I saw the problem of the uberlong download, ghastly grim and prolonged download, our souls in twain you tore. Tell me, thy prolonged download, why have our souls in twain you tore? Quoth the headmaster, nevermore much i miss the dulcet tones of ryan he speaks often of battlestar which we simply can't ignore every mention we take a shot dull ryan is surely not his voice puts the women to sleep often causing them to snore ryan's voice is soporific, causing women all to snore ryan quiet nevermore want i then to hear of jen forcing me to laugh again always she has what to say something different than before Constantly she's reading smut, having to keep the door shut, to block out some natural disaster sure to leave much gore, some lizard or disaster sure to leave much gore. Quoth the universe, nevermore. Miss I then the voice of Chi, always that of reason to me, doubtless I say, what she says is more than stock and store. From a writer's point of view she gives us thoughts anew, followed fast and followed faster by a story not to bore, till the dirges of her mind aren't thought to be a bore. Pointless thoughts? Oh, nevermore. Want I now to be attending, the download final- formerly unending, excitement I could not contain, expecting laughs galore. Then, upon the sofa sinking, I betook myself to linking, linking to the fix Runner really thinks I should explore, linking to the awesome fix Runner wants me to explore, boredom now, nevermore. Finally, I have the podcast, my feelings now a contrast to what they were before. Happiness for me is now in store. As the hosts discuss fiction, this becomes my new addiction. Three hours of discussion, this awesome length we all adore. October 31st, now a night all forever adore. Potterfic Weekly, never more. So that's that, I hope you all liked it, and uh, happy Halloween, everyone! Bye! Horse
8: and the Cauldron of Secrets by the Plaid Slytherin. Horace Slughorn was not particularly well acquainted with Lady Luck. For 24 years, he had had string after string of particularly unlucky days, one right after the other. It was one big long string, really. It just helped him deal with it if he imagined it to be broken up into several considerably shorter strings. 24 years is a long time to go without getting lucky. That's almost a quarter of a century. Horace did not like being unlucky. He was not in the habit of moping, however. Thirteen years ago, the Sorting Hat had decided he was a Slytherin. This meant that he should have been able to come up with a cunning plan to make turn his luck around. Should was the key word, of course. Horace had never really been good at cunning plans. Professor Leonide Allard was the reason Horace needed a cunning plan. He had first heard of Leonide Allard at a staff meeting one week before his second term of teaching at Hogwarts had begun. The purpose of this staff meeting was to announce the arrival of Leonide Allard. This was the first lucky thing. We're very lucky to be getting an expert in the field to do some work with our ancient ruined students this term, Headmaster Dippet had said. Professor Leonide Allard of Bobatons is participating in a little exchange for his own Professor Numer for the term. Professor Allard is a linguist of the finest caliber and is extremely accomplished for a woman of only 25. I do believe several books she has written are available in our library if you'd like to check them out. Ironically, Dippet had made a grave error, which would later cause him great embarrassment. But Dippet is not important. It was a complete coincidence that Horace found himself in the library later that day, and complete coincidence that he found one of Lionel Allard's books. What Horace found, well, he decided to try and read one to see what kind of woman Professor Allard was, as the curious are wont to do. What Horace found was that Professor Leonide Allard was not, in fact, any kind of woman. She, or rather, he, was a man. The second thing that Horace found was that Professor Allard was a very handsome man. This was the second-looking thing, because the important thing to understand about Horace was that he quite liked handsome men. In the picture on the dust jacket, Professor Allard was sitting in an office surrounded by huge stacks of books. Horace liked books, too. He had short, wavy brown hair and blue eyes. Horace also liked blue eyes. He was smiling slightly at the camera, though he looked distracted by the papers spread out in front of him. He wore wire-rimmed glasses, which kept sliding down his noses, requiring him to keep pushing them back up in a way that Horace found especially endearing. He read the book cover to cover in one sitting. It was very interesting. He decided he was going to talk a lot about ancient ruins with Professor Allard when he arrived. Horace had taken ancient ruins in school, and he had been quite good at it. He had been quite good at most of his classes. Frankly, Horace had been good at most of his classes because he really hadn't been good at anything else, like Quidditch or mischief-making. He had almost always gotten caught if he put a foot out of line as a student, so much so that he stopped putting feet out entirely. This had somehow ended in him being named a prefect, which he had enjoyed, if only because he got to wear a shiny badge on the front of his robes. Horace liked shiny things. In the eyes of most of his teachers, Horace as prefect had segued nicely into Horace as professor. Dippet, for one, seemed to give him an awful lot of responsibilities for the most junior on the staff such as the work he gave him when he announced the Halloween Ball. Hogwarts had traditionally held balls only on the occasion of the Triwizard Tournament, but Dippet had apparently decided that this year was special enough for a ball. Of course, by making it a Halloween Ball, no one could say he was unsurping the tradition of the Yule Ball. Horace enjoyed it because it gave him an excuse to dress up. Little did he know that this was the third lucky thing, And that three is an extremely lucky number. The day Professor Allard arrived was one of the last warm days of September. Also happened to be a Friday, and Horace happened to have the afternoon off. Because of this, he decided to take a walk around the lake, which meant he was the first to see Professor Allard. Professor Allard looked even better in person. In fact, for several seconds, Horace forgot to breathe. Excuse me? Professor Allard said as he approached. He set down in one of the bags and pushed his glasses up. You work at Hogwarts, no? No," said Horace. "I mean, yes, yes. I work at Hogwarts." He surreptitiously tried to make sure his hair looked all right, which must have looked odd from Allard's perspective. I teach potions. My name is Slughorn. Horace Slughorn. Allard beamed. You are just who I'm looking for. I am asked Horace. "'You can take me to see Professor Dipey? "'I am Alard from Vaubétan. "'You will call me Leonide, oui?' "'Oui. Uh, "'I mean, yes,' Horace was beginning to get quite flustered, "'a feeling he did not like. "'When Leonide offered his hand, Horace shook it quickly, "'hoping the other man wouldn't notice his sweaty palms. "'The whole way up to the headmaster's office, "'Horace simply listened to Leonide's accent "'and tried to keep from going all to pieces.' They paused outside the door to Diffit's office. Here, said Leonide, digging through his bag. He pulled out a small box and held it out to Horace. Have some. I brought some from Zedmaster, but you can have one. It's crystallized pineapple. Horace took a piece and Leonide smiled. I'll see you later. I'll see you later, Horace. As soon as Leonide had gone, Horace popped the piece of pineapple into his mouth. At that moment, He decided crystallized pineapple was the most delicious food in the world. Leonide decided to sit next to Horace at the staff table for dinner that night. This made Horace (laughs) giddy with excitement, but also incredibly nervous. It did not help that Leonide seemed to keep touching his arm or his hand whenever they spoke. Perhaps it's a French thing, thought Horace. But he could not help but want to entertain the thought that this attraction might be mutual. Don't be stupid, Horace reminded himself. You've only just met. You'll get over it. On Leonide's other side, Galatee, Mary thought, brought up the Halloween ball. I love balls, said Leonide. He turned to Horace. I'm looking forward to seeing what kinds of balls you have. Horace aspirated the mouth full of water he had just taken. It didn't help matters that Leonide left his hand on Horace's back several seconds after he stopped whacking him. Horace loves balls, too, don't you, Horace? asked Galatee, smirking. Then I suppose we have that in coming, said Leonide, smiling. I hear you also have been reading my books. Oh, yes, said Horace, all his intelligent thoughts about ancient ruins flying out of his head when Leonide fixed his blue eyes on him. I read them. I read them all. Did you like them? Horace opened his mouth. But no sounds came out. He won't shut up about you, said Galatea helpfully. He loves your books. Horace could have sworn Leonide flushed slightly. But it could have been his imagination. I really did like them, he said, recovering himself a little more. I was particularly intrigued by your thoughts on the, er, stanzas. Leonide beamed. You like the Eumerian stanzas? Horace nodded. They are quite romantic, Leonide noted. Many people did not notice that when they first read them. Z- they don't? Leonide shook his head. Horace felt his mouth go dry as Leonide launched into a technical description of what the wands in the Eumerian stances symbolized. This technical description ended with a wink. Horace was quite glad he was sitting down when that happened. Horace remained unsure of whether or not what he and Leonide proceeded to do for the next two months constituted flirting, but Horace had never been good at flirting. He would often find himself wondering if Leonide could possibly feel attracted to him too. He knew it was unlikely, even impossible, but on that slim chance that Leonide reciprocated his affection, Horace felt that he had a right to know. This was precisely why he needed to come up with a cunning plan. He supposed the Halloween ball was a good time as any to put his plan in motion. Chaperoning duties be damned! It was one cold evening in late October that he first thought of inviting Felix to the ball. Horace had never taken Felix Felicis before, and he would have to buy it, as he didn't have time to brew it before the ball. He was in the deserted staff room, debating the merits of said potion. Was it cheating? when the door opened and Leonide entered. Oh, Horace, Leonide smiled. Good evening. He crossed the room quickly and sat down opposite him. How are you? Excited for Zibol? I am. Oh, yes, said Horace absently. He looked down at the third-year essays he had been marking before he started thinking about Leonide. He always seemed to start thinking about Leonide at the most inconvenient times, like when Leonide was in the room. You look Tense, said Leonide suddenly. He got up, walked over to Horace, and placed a hand on his shoulder. You should relax. Horace didn't say anything. He was afraid to say anything. You have been working too hard, said Leonide, gently kneading his thumbs down Horace's back. It felt good. You've been working too hard on this bull. He sat on the arm of Horace's chair to get a better angle. Stay steep he murmured in Horace's ear when he tried to move. This will you relax. Horace tried to relax, but Leonide's hands, straying ever lower, did not help. In fact, he noticed with a twinge of discomfort they made it worse. You really should be lying down, remarked Leonide in a low voice. Horace could feel his breath on the back of his neck. This could not end well. He squirmed. It works bitches that way, Leonide continued. Would you like to come up to... I'm all right, said Horace suddenly, standing up, gathering up his papers. Really? He dashed for the door. As he shut it, he noticed what could have been a dejected expression on Leonide's face, and it occurred to him that Leonide may have intended more than just a back rub. Blast! Halloween fell on a Friday, and that morning Horace unfolded a tiny bottle from the thick brown paper it had been wrapped in. He'd ordered it from Hector Dagworth Granger, who owed him a favor. Horace sighed. Part of him wondered if it would be cheating. But then he remembered his own training, the words he'd recited to his six years many times already. Felix cannot create feelings. It can only allow those feelings that are present to bubble to the surface. He had reason to believe Leonide reciprocated his feelings. And even if he didn't, it couldn't hurt. He took a deep breath and swallowed Classes that day were a blur due to his nerves, but he could feel Felix's effects throughout the day. Leonid smiled at him during lunch, complimented him on his choice of novels, one of the muggle Balzacs in translation. There were no accidents in any of his classes, and the last hour seemed to arrive just in time. Horace practically sprinted back to his rooms after his last class, nearly bowling over several first-year Hufflepuffs in the process, who were happy that he had luckily forgotten to assign them any homework. His shower was one of the nicest he had had in a long time. The water was pleasantly hot, but not scalding, and he did not get shampoo in his eyes even once. He didn't cut himself shaving, and when he combed his hair, it did exactly what he wanted it to do. With the help of no more pomade than usual, his hand hesitated over the small collection of cologne on his dresser. I wonder... Instead of reaching for his favorite, um, Martensia number 9, his hand hovered over a tiny bottle, hidden behind the others. He picked it up. October Warlock, the label read. He vaguely remembered his mother giving it to him for Christmas or his birthday, perhaps hoping it would attract him a wife, though she had to have figured out by now that he had no use for one. He uncapped the bottle and sniffed the contents. It smelled good, actually. It smelled like Halloween. He couldn't help humming to himself as he put it on. This was going to be his lucky evening, after all. He was very pleased with himself. Everything seemed to be going his way, which he supposed was to be expected, given the nature of Felix Felicis. But it still surprised him. He marched confidently up to the great hall, where the other professors had gathered. Leonide was among them, dressed in dark blue dress robes. As soon as he saw Horace, his face lit up and he hurried over. I like your ropes, said Leonide. He grabbed one of the green silk sleeves to assess the material, and Horace's breath caught in his throat. Thanks, he finally managed to croak out. Bought them our order. Leonide fixed him with a smile that was almost mischievous in the right light. They fit well, he added. Horace smiled, feeling a little giddy. I like yours, too. Leonide grinned and pushed his glasses up his nose. Is this sort of thing? Horace, I am an academic. My wardrobe is somewhat lacking. Well, they look good on you, said Horace suddenly. Leonide grinned. Dippet cleared his throat. Are we ready? This was when Horace noticed the decorations. The star-studded ceiling of the great hall was almost obscured by hundreds of orange and black balloons bouncing against each other. The floating candles had been replaced by carved jack-o'-lanterns and charmed bats flattered overhead. You've outdone yourself, sir, said Horace, nodding at Dippet. Dippet frowned. You could have helped if you'd been here. Horace blanched. Sorry, sir. Then I placed a hand on Horace's arm. Professor Dippet, it is all right. Horace has been under a lot of stress lately. He smiled at Horace. You should be relaxing. Dippet sighed but nodded. Well, then... I forgive you. I'll post you out in the courtyard. There should be fewer students out there. Galilee grinned at Horace when Dibbit turned away from her and mailed, Lucky you. Lucky me indeed, Horace thought. Thusly after a meal he had hardly remembered, Horace found himself standing in the courtyard, which had been spelled to contain several large trees weighed down by autumn leaves. Several couples stood under these trees, and Horace would occasionally discourage a few of the more amorous ones. He was getting slightly bored. He had envisioned himself inside, warm and chatting up Leonide over copious amounts of pumpkin juice. His only chance was slowly slipping away before his eyes. He sighed. Not for your thoughts. I'm sorry if that is not the right phrase. Horace turned. It was Leonide holding two bottles of warm butterbeer. Horace stuttered out a thank you and Leonide smiled. Horace's stomach flip-flopped when their fingers brushed as he took the bottle. I thought you looked lonely, said Leonide. You could use some company. He edged closer to Horace. It is so cold. It's October, Horace croaked. Nearly November, he added breathlessly. Tomorrow is November. Leonide laughed. I know, we have those months in France. Horace hoped Leonide couldn't see him blush. He silently prayed the potion was still working. You're a very good teacher, said Leonide suddenly. I can tell as the students respect you. Horace merely laughed. Well, you're good too, he added. They seem to like you. Leonide rolled his eyes. Ruinsir, it is not like a boboton. Your program is, how do you say, subpar. Oh, said Horace, feeling somehow responsible for this. His own runs classes seemed a million years ago. But that is why I'm here, said Leonide without, with, said Leonide with conviction, said Leonide with conviction. I have to fix His expression softened. I'm so glad that I've made friends here. He smiled and placed his hand on Horace's arm. You have been a very good friend to me these past two months. Horace stepped closer to Leonide. They were very close now, their bodies nearly touching. Horace could see himself reflected in Leonide's glasses. A cloud drifted in front of the moon, casting them in shadow. He could see his own breath, and Leonide's. Could feel the other man's breath on his face. He remembered that night in the staff room with a shiver. He regretted not finding out where that might have led. But did he still have another chance? His heartbeat quickened when he noticed Leonide had closed his eyes and moistened his lips. Should I? Horace wondered. Slowly, he reached out to pull Leonid closer. He was so nervous. He was gonna do it. Professor Slughorn! Horace whirled around. Leonide took several steps back, turning slightly pink. The Gryffindor, who had interrupted them, looked as if he might be ill. Er, er, hello, Mr. Richards, said Horace, adjusting his robes. How are you? Richards smiled nervously. I'm fine, Professor. He looked up at Horace shyly. I just wanted to say hello. Your robes are nice. Err, thanks. Horace cast a nervous glance over his shoulder at Leon, who looked as if he were glowering, though it may have been the light. Richard sighed. It's a nice night, Professor. Horace blinked. Yes, it is. He shifted awkwardly. What exactly did he want? Richard stepped closer, a hungry look in his eyes. Oh. Would you like to come inside, Professor? He stepped still closer. Horace took a step backwards. Mr. Richards, Horace began, throwing another look over his shoulder at Leonide. He froze. Leonide was gone. His stomach fell. No. Professor? Richards pressed. Listen, said Horace, looking quickly around the courtyard. Can't... Can this wait until Monday? Not waiting for an answer, he dashed back into the hall. Leonide was talking to Mary thought and didn't even look in his direction. Sighing, Horace retreated to a corner of his butterbeer and tried to continue chaperoning but his heart wasn't in it. Gradually, most of the students drifted off to bed until all that was left was the teacher's. Horace glumly began to help the others clean up, perhaps hoping he might be able to say something to Leonide. Albus stopped him with a hand on his shoulder. You look tired, Horace. It's all right. I can clean up. The older man's eyes were clear and kind. Horace opened his mouth to protest, but suddenly he knew he shouldn't. At least the potion was still working. He nodded and headed for the entrance hall. Perhaps another time, Horace thought mournfully. What if I just asked him? I suppose that couldn't be too bad. I think I will retire too, said Leonard suddenly. Wait for me, Horace. I will walk with you. Horace froze. Could this be a coincidence? Or... Together they walked down the corridor. Horace still felt tingly from the potion in his system. Or perhaps it was Leonid's proximity. He hesitated and turned to face the other man. I'm sorry about tonight, he said lamely. Well, I guess being a teacher, you know how it is. Leonid smiled. It was no problem. He batted at a balloon that had come to rest on his shoulder. He didn't know why, but Horace found he liked that very much. Suddenly, Horace was very aware that Leonid's face was very close to his. I've come to find that you English are very interesting, Leonide murmured softly, not taking his eyes off Horace's. Horace gulped. Er, thanks. It suddenly occurred to him that Leonide's eyes were very blue. Cornflower blue, some part of his brain supplied. The rest of the world seemed to fall away as he looked into those eyes. He completely forgot about everything that had gone wrong that evening and instead focused on what had gone right or what was going to go right. He was not sure how he knew to do this, as his body seemed to be acting of its own accord. Resting his hands on the other man's shoulders, he gently drew him forward and pressed his lips to Leonide's. Don't pull away, Horace silently begged, but to his great relief, Leonide seemed to relax at his touch and wrapped his arms around Horace's neck. Shortly, Horace felt Leonide's tongue brush against his lips. He smiled, and together they deepened the kiss. There were two months' worth of tensions in that kiss, and it seemed a long time before they broke it. Leonide sighed and reached up to run his fingers through Horace's head. I feel very lucky tonight, he whispered huskily. Horace got goosebumps as Leonide brushed his lips against his ear. Horace looped an arm around Leonide's waist and guided him toward the stairs leading to the dungeons. I think I'm the lucky one, he said. In fact, I know I'm the lucky one. The end. And here is our first episode of Potterfic Weekly's Masterfic Theater, where fanfiction meets real audio drama. Our first scene is from After the End by Arabella and Xenia, and can be found on Sugarquill at www.sugarquill.net. It is a post-Hogwarts fic focusing on the emotional battle that follows any great war. The characters are emotionally and physically realistic, and the plot is amazing. This is Harry, Ginny, Ron, Hermione, Ken, and S shipped Vic. Warning, this Vic is rated R. I want to give special thanks to Richard, a.k.a. Lonely Riddle, and Lady Chief for their contribution of mad acting skills. Also, I would like to give a special thanks to our very own Headmaster Huggles, a.k.a. Brian, for his contribution in editing the impossible. All other parts were done by me, Jim. We hope you enjoy! Jenny and Hermione when Hermione comes home from Cortona and catches Harry and Jenny in an awkward but so
9: thrilling position. He's, um, gone. Oh, I can't believe it, the way he was looking at you.
2: It's so good
0: to see that. You can't imagine how funny it is to see Harry more people. Not that I'm surprised, of course, because if he's managing it with anyone, it ought to be you, but Jenny, he's so different. He's so... Mello, it's wonderful it's so wonderful the things he said in the paper i just can't believe i'm so happy for you jenny
9: (laughs) thank you (laughs) we're such idiots we've got nothing to cry about come on let's sit by the christmas tree it's so nice there's so much where's ron whatever he's doing it has to get done or he'd be here. It must be something huge. He's been a complete mental case for weeks, Hermione. Honestly.
0: Okay. Now tell me about you. And Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny. Isn't it funny? The first time sneaks up on you. You only feel it coming about a second before it happens. I remember that.
9: Yes, and then your brain gives out. <laughs> What did you feel like the first time? I felt like... It was like I'd had a question
0: bothering me for a long time and I couldn't work it out. Kissing Ron was like... a very important answer. I felt relieved.
9: (laughs) He needs to get here. He'll be home any minute.
0: I know, but I've missed him so much that now it just... hurts. As fun as that was, you should
8: have been there for some of the behind the scenes. Take a listen to this.
9: Kissing Ron was like, was like, kissing Ron was like a very important, shit, 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 shit. answer. 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 Okay. Yeah. Answer. Kiss. Shit. I suck at this. Okay. Let me try one more time. I'm so sorry.
11: I really, I'm so sorry.
9: Okay, ask. Will you ask it again? I can't do this. Sure. Oh, it's my line. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> okay. Isn't it funny? No. <laughs> really, I can't control myself. Okay. This is me nervous. I get the giggles. It's like <laughs> okay. Kissing Ron was like a a very important question. Oh, not a question. Kissing Ron was like a very important answer. I felt. Re- Why do I sound Irish? Shit. Okay. I don't know. Freaking because your freaking A's are too. Suck. Your A's are too, Your A's are too narrow. It, it's too narrow. A ah 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 ah. Yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Uh, okay. A second. I felt relieved. Rel- oh shit. Can I sound relieved. any more southern? <laughs> I felt relieved. Okay. He's laughing. Right. I just know Richard is like peeing in his pants. Okay.
0: I know. He's like, I know. <laughs> All right. Let me think about it.
9: Let me see if I can but, yeah, help Yeah, I you. can't get into that line. I felt like <laughs> he needs Okay. To. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I'm like doing my <laughs> from High School Musical. Okay. <laughs> this is the noise that you're making.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs> it's like. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Oh, that's I'm my line. You. You're okay. a <laughs> When did you know? I found out just after you left. Did that sound like really mean? How did you find out? Damn <laughs> it! <laughs> Where did you know? go? <laughs> I felt like very forceful. <laughs> okay, I'm trying. Okay. Again. To be fair, though, demanded is a strong. Well, it says demanded. Yes. How did you find out? Okay. <laughs> here we go.
2: <laughs>
9: there were there were signs. Signs. Signs, Sweet. signs. There were, there Richard. were signs. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and now we take you from the hilariousness
8: of bloopers to the romance that makes you cry. Here is one of my favorite scenes featuring Lady Chi and Lonely
0: Riddle.
7: Hermione, don't go.
0: Please stop saying that. Juan, are you trying to hurt me?
7: Are you trying to hurt me? I'm going to miss you.
0: I'm going to miss you, too.
7: No, you're not. You're going to get all carried away out there.
0: No. I'm really, really going to miss you. I want you to know that.
7: What will you miss, then?
0: You, making me laugh. Do I make you laugh? Oh, please, you know you do. What else? Your arms. Your arms, just like this. This. Just this.
7: Can you believe Harry? No. Not wanted to play seeker for the cannons?
0: He just wants to do the right thing. You know how he is.
7: (laughs) Yeah, he's an idiot.
0: Ron, just look out for him.
7: Of course. If I can. That is, if I'm here, depending on what happens.
0: Nothing to you. You're innocent.
7: Yeah, and cereals to make sure everybody knows it. I can feel your heart beating.
8: And of course, some bloopers.
0: Oh my god, this is crying crap. I can't do this. i supposed to be making out over the audacity thing. Snobbery <laughs> <laughs> wet noises! Okay, Jen's going to kill us. She's going to get on here and go... <laughs> focus! Okay. All right, let's try this again. Can you pick it up again? Um, and seriously, I'll make sure everyone knows it. Do you want me to Do you know?
7: Depending Nothing on bad will
0: happen to you. Fuck that. Like that.
7: <laughs> you just... Come on, you cut me off. I
0: just do I feel better about like that it. one. Yeah.
7: Except for when I got my line stepped on. <laughs> i I don't know sorry. what that was about. <laughs> I know Hermione's like got a forceful personality and everything,
5: but...
0: Yes. Hermione would totally step all over Ron's lines.
8: Then there's the scene that I love so dearly. The scene where Hermione gets plastered
9: and Harry and Ron give her a hard time about it.
0: Ron! Ron, take me home.
7: To Lupin Lodge. To
9: your house. I want to go to
0: your house. I'm not going home tonight. This feels brilliant.
7: We can go to my house.
0: It's lovely out here. I missed England. I love nighttime. I don't know why, but I think I like it better than daytime, and perhaps it's because of the astronomy tower. Do you know? Sometimes on Wednesdays at midnight, I feel I must be running late for something, and then I realize that it's because I know we're supposed to be going to astronomy. And then I remember that it's all over, and Ron, I miss class so much. I miss Hogwarts all the time, don't you? I miss it the most at night, though, although I don't know why, because just look at all the times we were doing mad things in the middle of the night. You and Harry used to be terrible. Terrible. Always getting us in trouble, and it was never my fault. But I could never stay mad. I could never stay mad because it was you, and because it was usually for Harry. Oh, Ron, what are we going to do about Harry?
7: Why? What's wrong with Harry?
0: He's so unhappy. Those dementors are hurting him, and Jenny can't do anything about it yet. And it's almost worse than watching him during the war. Because it should be over, and it's not. And it's not fair. It's not fair. You remember what Eloise Midgen put in the paper about Harry leaving his childhood behind all the time? And it's true, I and mean, it's... I keep thinking about what he must see in his head every day, and you know what it's like with the dementors. It's like going through it all over again. And how can he bear it? Those things were so... I'd rather die than remember some of those things. I never want to remember the day they found my parents. I never want to remember how I felt when you were taking...
7: Hermione, don't.
0: We should remember the good things. We've all been together for so long, and we've had such interesting adventures. They were adventures, weren't they? And we had fun together, and it was good, wasn't it? And lucky in a way, not just tragic.
7: It was good.
0: But I want my parents, and I want Harry to have his parents, and I want you to have Percy, and we can't have any of those things.
7: Your parents aren't dead. You don't know what'll happen.
0: I used to think that. I used to think I could bring them back, and that the people at St Mungo's just want as smart as I am. But I can't help my parents. I haven't been able to think of anything. Nothing. I'm not to think of at all.
7: Hey. It's only been four months. You have to give yourself a chance.
0: But things will get better. Other things will. The Ministry is getting better and the Wizarding World is coming together. Look at what you're doing with Sirius. I'm so proud of you for that. And what you've done for Max. And Jenny's amazing, isn't she? Nods. Yes, and perhaps she can, but I I don't want to think about it. And Hogwarts. Hogwarts will be like it was before. Like it was at first, when we were little. It'll be perfect, won't it? Yes. Because our children have to go there. I don't want them going anywhere else. It's cold.
7: Come on. Are you sure you still want to come over? You feeling all right? Let me take you home.
0: I want to stay with you.
7: (laughs) What's so funny?
0: (laughs) Harry charms his walls. What for? What for? Well, I expect we're very loud. Jenny told him how at the burrow, that's when they tested it. It's the silent bedchamber charm. They
7: tested a silent bedchamber? <sighs> Are there? Did you forget how to get inside? No. Did we wake you, Harry?
10: Anyone else here? No, I've just been lying around since I got home. Where have you been?
7: Pub? <laughs> She's graduated from Buddlebeer should have seen her throw back the shots, Harry.
0: Oh, honestly, Juan, I did not. Harry, hi! Now move, it's freezing. Harry, my goodness, let us second, will you? I need to use the loop.
7: She's not really drunk. Oh, but she is. Just wait till she gets going again. I'm sure it hasn't worn off. How much did she have? Five shots, not even an hour ago. <laughs> She'll never live this down. Absolutely not.
2: Oh, you've got a fire
0: going. Thank goodness it's desperate outside. What shall we do? Let's do something. Let's play something. We could play chess and I'll win. I feel marvellous, but I'm starving. Have you got anything to eat?
7: Look at her it go. It's amazing how long she can talk without breathing, isn't it? What are you thinking, Harry? Prescribers. Yeah, wish I had thought of that half an hour ago. Come on. Hi. Hi. Hermione, can I ask you something?
9: Yes, 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 yes.
7: Excellent. First off, I just want you to acknowledge that we're not catching you off guard. You haven't been drinking too much, have you?
0: No. Honestly.
7: Because I wouldn't want you getting upset later on about anything you might say.
0: Don't stop it. I'm fine. I've told you and told you me I'm perfectly all right. Harry, I really am hungry. Is there anything?
10: Sure. There's lots of stuff. You've got your wand, haven't you? Why don't you just summon something?
0: Damn! <laughs> can I come back and try it again?
7: <sighs> one down? Nice. Now I've got one more thing I need for posterity, and then we can just ask whatever we want.
10: What is it? Lockhart, right.
7: Go for it, Hermione. When you've swallowed, it, I was wondering if you still wrote valentines to go to Roy Lockhart every year, or did you stop? Come on, I never. You never. You can look me in the eye and say that. Ha! I knew you were one of the forty or forty-five or whatever it was. I knew it. I knew you were all over
2: him. I'm s-
0: so what? I was a little girl and he was handsome. I know better now. I wouldn't go near him. And of course I don't send him cards. Honestly, I can't make one tiny mistake. What was I supposed to think of him? He wrote all those books and I didn't realize people just lied like that.
7: Bet you still have a signature stored away someplace.
0: I do not.
7: Look at me in the eye and say that.
0: Ron, I most certainly do not have such a thing. I know what you think of me, but I was wrong about him. And it's been years since all that, so just leave me alone.
7: You were
10: wrong, were you?
0: Yes. Now go away.
10: That good. Want me to cut it off? You were wrong, were you?
0: Yes. Now go away.
10: Good. Want me to cut it off? No!
0: Are you cracked? Leave it going! What are you both talking about? Nothing. Are you having secret conversations?
10: Well,
7: yeah, it's just that Harry's been wondering something. Used too shy to ask you, of course, but I'm sure you know the answer. Which of the girls in school had mad crushes on him. You absolute
0: prat. Well, of course I know the answer to that. There was Bavarti, of course.
10: That, that's not true.
0: And what would you know about it? She did for a little while. And then there was that Gryffindor a year ahead of us, Eleni e. Royal. But you don't want her, Harry. She snores. And then there was that girl from the other house. And oh, which one was she? She was very nice, Sally Ann Perks. Yes, she used to secretly cheer for Gryffindor during the Quidditch Masses. That's what Lisa Turpin told Lavender.
10: Hermione, I didn't know you even
0: talked
10: to Lavender.
0: I hardly ever do things like that. But you couldn't live in a room with Lavender and Pervati for seven years without hearing about a few things. So that's, what, three so far? And then there were two...
10: There are more?
0: If you'd kindly stop talking, there were at least two other ones, and one was three years behind us.
10: Oh, shut up, you're joking.
0: I'm not. Anyway, what's wrong with that? I was a fourth year when I went to the ball with Victor Crumb, and he was your age.
10: Well, that's just sick.
9: Well, maybe if you
0: hadn't been such a git, I would have gone with you and not gone off with Victor to try and make you jealous.
7: Oh, Hermione. Shut your eyes a second, mate. All right, you can open them.
0: Oh, Ron. You know, there were girls who had crushes on you, too. Three that I know of, but I was never going to tell you.
7: Why wouldn't you tell me? You get a horrible big head. <laughs> Well, now that school's finished, you can tell me. Who are they, then? Padma. No, she didn't.
0: Yes, she did for a bit. You two had twins after you. I used to think it was so fitting because you were a couple of matching idiots, and I thought it really ought to show.
10: Well, thanks.
0: Jenny, I thought it was so funny.
10: Jenny knew. Jenny knew? (sighs)
0: She knew all this stuff. Oh, right. Harry. Would you
10: stop kicking me?
0: What? I forgot to Jenny on your list. But that wasn't to crush her mind. She always loved you to pieces. And then there was that Ravenclaw girl who liked you, Ron. The one who used to tell Lavender everything about everyone? Lisa Turpin. She used to ask Lavender to find th- out things about you, and then Lavender used to ask me for information, and I'd pass things on along to Lisa the way I saw fit.
7: Like what?
0: Like... Oh, Hermione, what's mom's favourite colour, by the way? Because Lisa would want you to try and wear it, you see.
7: (laughs) What did you say?
0: (laughs) I said it was maroon.
7: (laughs) And who's the other one, the third one?
0: Well, I shouldn't really tell you that. No. You'll run off and find her.
7: No. (laughs) Well.
0: Then it was Eloise Midget, but it's too late now, Ron. She's hardly a troll, and she's got a boyfriend.
7: <laughs> right. You still with us, so do we have to cart you off to the loony bin?
0: I'm here. Oh, oh my goodness, it's terrible. When I shut my eyes, everything keeps on moving.
7: Are you okay? Am I any?
0: I'm going to be sick. Help me.
10: Finite incantatum.
7: Can't you do a sobering charm? No, it would make us sober, but she'd still be sick, and then she'd be angry as well. She's better off like this. I'll get water. Thanks.
8: And, of course, the blooper reel.
7: I
10: think you say, Ron, take me home. And then it goes, okay. ba-ba-chicka-bow-wow. <laughs> what? Well, that needs to be there. That's totally something Ron would do. Ron's a horn dog. He looks like a horn dog. got red hair. <laughs> he could also oh, follow right. with a nice pimp slap.
2: Now, shut up. Mighty <laughs> do. <Mata-dome. laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay. oh,
0: Let's thinking. go. Are you ready?
7: Hang on. Give me a sec. I gotta. I gotta stop laughing. Okay.
10: <laughs> Duh. James. Oh, see, that's when you're supposed to let me know it's my turn. Because <laughs> "Hi there" doesn't have Harry attached to it. <sighs> She'll never live this down. And why am I Irish? <laughs> See, I can't do English.
9: Because how much did she have? I never saw it as a style. Like he's curious. How much did she have? Like that.
10: Okay. That's well, all how you saw it. it
2: yeah. Okay. So, we go.
10: We go. See, the, you need to let your actors have open interpretation.
7: God, listen to her.
10: Yeah, you should live with her.
2: Oh.
7: How much did she have? Five shots. Not even an hour ago. Uh, she'll never live this down. <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: To be- oh, <laughs> I can't do I British. Like- <laughs> oh, Jesus.
10: People. Oh, wow. Okay, in this, Harry's
7: Irish. <laughs> You'll live with, go it. with
0: it. Just go with it.
7: <laughs> Tell her to stop cackling. Let's uh, try that one Texans. more time. You can put a redneck thing on him. How much does she have? How
10: much do I have there? <laughs> Come on, Jimbo, let's take her down the street and watch her puke. All right.
7: <laughs> How much you been drinking? <laughs> See that I can do. Redneck Hogwarts. I should write that. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. no. <laughs> one more, t- one more time. I think we should try this one more time from the. <laughs> it's not going to get any better.
2: No, are you? No, cracked? are you cracked? Le- Le- Come on. Jeez.
10: Something in Latin.
2: <laughs>
10: I'm sorry, it's tiny print. People give me a break. No, I'll get. I'll get Jenny. Tiny print. What? I don't know what he's thinking. You so dirty. You <laughs> <It> might be. <laughs> oh, she's a doctor. See, that would be good to know. Well, I'm telling you now. Oh, see, that doesn't do me any good now, does it? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'll get. I'll get Ginny. What? <laughs> Waggles eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
8: <laughs> and here are two beautiful love letters from Ron to Hermione. Richard really does a great job.
7: Happy birthday to my head girl. If I told you how much I miss you, I'd sound like a sap. Of course, since it's her birthday, I guess that's in order. I've been giving Sirius a little help with his trials during the daytime when I'm not at the pub. I don't tell much, but because you know I don't know enough, but I try to take the details off his hands... He's looking a little more arrested, and I can tell Remus is glad I'm doing it, even if Sirius hardly seems to notice. He's insane. He might not be a madman, but he's still a mental case, I'm telling you. Oh, and speaking of mental cases, when Draco Malfoy can kiss my royal ass if he thinks he's got anything to go on in court, Sirius and I have been digging through our stuff for the trial, and it turns out I could probably press charges on turn, if I really wanted to, for a little thing called defamation of character. Ha! Ah! How do you like that? He's been a fame of my character for about seven years, so if this law is retroactive, I think I'd like to put him away for the next century. Or just until he's too old to breed, Dirty wanker. So I'm doing fine, I suppose. But you sound sad in your letters. You think you've got me fooled with you. I'm learning so much, and it's so lovely, I could just write ten papers about it. But I'm not as stupid as I look, Miss Granger. Your assignment. One letter on my pillow tomorrow morning. Three feet of parchment and ten points of every inch it's missing. And no fair writing really big. That's my trick, and you can't have it. Keep pig until it's done. Send all future correspondence to the notch, though, because as of last weekend, Harry and I are officially bachelors. Well, we live alone, anyways. I love you more than a strictly decent... Ron. Ronald A. Weasley. Genius. of Prosecution and Defense. Ministry of Magic to Miss Hermione Granger from Mr. Bronner Weasley regarding your return hello love I'm hoping Pig will overcome his natural stupidity and manage to put this in your hand before you leave Cortona right before you leave Cortona seconds before look just get out of there would you I want you home I don't want you getting any shocks to your system when you arrive so let me tell you how things are around here now Sirius works his head off, of course, but he cracks every once in a while, and it's nice to have a boss you can have a couple of pints with while you're racking your brains for solutions. I can just hear you. Perhaps you wouldn't have to rack your brains quite so hard if you hadn't had quite so many pints. It's nothing to worry about, though, is it? You're going to come home and do all my thinking for me from now on so I can go ahead and waste myself. <laughs> Remus seems to be doing Well... His last transformation was fine, anyway. He teaches Jenny too many things for her own good. But, all in all, I think it was a great decision, her staying in Stagston, to take her seventh year. It's been nice having her to abuse. I reckon we won't send her back just yet. Anyway, she's probably kept in touch with you, and even if she hasn't, she'll have to tell you all her own news. The rest of the family's fine. The twin shop is bringing in more galleons than this family has ever seen. And those two sods are hoarding every single one. Charlie's still crazy. Penelope and Leo still live at the borough. Mom and Dad are okay. Mom was a bit sad that you took out Remus's offer to continue living at Lupin Lodge. Now that I think of it, I am too. I thought you were going to be living at the Notch. Bill's finished working at Gringotts, but he's having hanging about London anyway. He said he'd promised Dad and Charlie he'd help with the dementias. He's not leaving until that's taken care of. I have a feeling he'd hang around for... a a shorter, blonder reason than Tatter Charlie, but if I say who, you won't like it. So I'd better just say, Remember Flora Delacour? She's been working up in Diagonale, too. And Bill's noticed. I've seen her once or twice. From afar. And you can take your little right nose out of the thin air, because I know you and Crum are still friends. And don't try saying, You only write letters, wrong because I've seen the sort of things you've put in your letters. Not that I'm complaining. Harry's is fine. Those canon Medi-Wizards are as good as Madame Pomfrey. He's back up on the dragons full-time. You'd think he'd go back to Quidditch after a ripping debut, but you know how he is. We botch lit up at night, though... Oh, yes. Chess, tea, passing out at half nine. Right couple of madmen we are. Honestly, you've got to come back and stop us from getting old. It's pathetic. At least Harry isn't, you know, bad, though. He's just middling... Your mom and dad are looking fine. They really are. I put Christmas decorations in their room. It looks cheerful in there. I sorted out the health bits too. You should have seen me trying to change that bit of paper you sent me into wizard money. Goblins don't trust muggle money in the first place. Anything without a watermark throws them right off, especially if it's got the names of two people on it, and neither one of them is you. They were asking for Granger identification, as if they'd never seen me. Started muttering about Polyges' potion. Good thing Bill's there. I about to find myself in interrogation chambers. That's alright. Everyone's tripping over themselves, getting ready to welcome you home. You don't know how strange it is here without you. I can't take it anymore. I had a nightmare the other night that you were petrified. So get on a night bus, take the flu network, apparate, fly a carpet, ride a broom, hell, write a hippogriff to strap on your bags and come home. And hey, remember, if for some reason you change your mind and decide to stay, I won't be able to keep away. I really couldn't give a dead-wross ass about your meditations at the minute. I'll show you meditation. Or at least you'll have your eyes shut and you won't be saying much for a while. Damn. I love you. Ron. P.S. I secretly enjoy Hogwarts History, if only because every time I see it anywhere, in a shop, on a shelf, in a library... Yes, I go to libraries. Shut it. I think of you. Guess you have to go to a cannon game now, don't you? And we have an orange barclay. Don't think you're getting out of it. I bought you a jumper, too, with great big C's on the front. might be a bit small, come to think of it.
2: Pity that. Love, Ron.